need, I need that sports, sports encyclopedia. We were at Steve Kim. Got Trent in the cut. What up, what up, what up, man? The real coach JB. My main man, Big Smitty. Ah! Are y'all ready for this? Ground like something to prove it. Came to a conclusion that it's crazy. Man, I'm ready Smitty and JB. JB and Smitty from West Coast to your side. Worldwide, we in your city. Keep it one fifty. We never change what's happening. Hurdle Lincoln. In any metric, coach, you cannot have Russell Wilson. Nick gave me my first offer. Like, it, it, you gotta have that story. You gotta be marketing. Hockey, football, baseball, then basketball. Oh, I love this fucking show so much, dude. Are you mixing light and dark? At 11 a.m. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm elated that I can be able to coach, that I can be able to mentor these kids, uh, and give them everything that I've learned over the last 20 years. Get Smitty and Jason Brown killed it, yeah, it's a wrap. We want the game to miss and we switched it and filled the gap. Smitty and Jason Brown, we killed it, yeah, it's a wrap. We want the game to miss and we switched it and filled the gap. What up, what up, what up, man? The Real Coach AB coming at you live with a proud new sponsor of the Coach AB Show with Big Smitty, and that is Factor. Factor, you see it right here. You can get it all right here. Look at this. Tropical fruit, ready meals. Hey, I'm doing it myself. It is no joke. Now that we're in the thick of summer, you might be looking for some wholesome, convenient meals to support sunny, active days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can have you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track reaching your goals. Too busy with summer plans to cook, but want to make sure you're eating well? Well, with Factor, skip the extra trip to the grocery store and the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up, too, while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality you need. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and, heat and enjoy. Then get back outside and soak up the warm weather. Ready to feel your best while making the most out of your summer adventures? Stick to your wellness goals and premium ready-to-eat meals featuring high-quality ingredients such as broccolini, leeks, and asparagus. Treat yourself to 34-plus weekly restaurant-quality options like bruschetta shrimp, risotto, green goddess chicken, and grilled steakhouse filet mignon. Ready in just two minutes. So head on over to Factor. Use my promo code JB50 and get 50% off. That's code JB50 at factormills.com slash JB50 and get 50% off. I'm just telling you right now, these right here are fire. And I'm just telling you, don't just talk about it. Be about it. This is something JB and Coach Smitty and Big Smitty, Coach JB and Big Smitty, endorse fully. Tropical fruit is fire. So is. What up, what up, what up, man? The real Coach JB getting ready to go live 6 a.m. Pacific right here every single day. I got to get you started on the 
Coach JB Show with Big Smitty. We had some technical difficulties, so it wouldn't be the Coach JB Show without Big Smitty. Join Let's us. get it! <laughs> it's Thursday, y'all. T Witch Thursdays, man. We feeling good. We hype. Big time show, baby. How you feeling, JB? You look pissed off yeah, a little bit. Nothing was working, dog. I don't know if the videos went through because on this end, nothing was working. So they went through. Know. They went through. The intro stopped a little short, but they went through. The, we got two hundred people in here in, in six minutes, so we good on our end. What's that shirt you got on? Feel the music? Uh, it's MTV, dog. <laughs> Damn, you know that's a, that's you a, weren't even born yet. You ain't even born yet. Throwback. <laughs> you weren't even born yet. You weren't even born for this. You probably should have hung that shirt up or took it to the pawn shop. Got some money. Like that's a yo MTV rap shirt. Like that's a super throwback shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't know about this shirt. <laughs> I'm from the uh, hood, JB. I know about everything. <laughs> Big Allen in the house. Big Brian. Ruben in the house. Uh, Ruben Stoddard, what's up, Ruben? We got them all, short, fat, skinny, and tall. Uh, yeah, my guy Joshua in here. Joshua Saram. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Should we do it? <laughs> Who is that? I don't know. I don't know. Who is that? Uh-oh. We can spare him, baby. We can spare him. I don't know. That's the assistant coach who turned in and dirty Mac Ted Lasso. Oh, that's him. That's the assistant coach who was a Dirty Mac uh, equipment guy. He ended up getting the head coach for another, the rival team. That's oh, him. man. Lasso? You want Ted Lasso? I know who you're talking about. I do know what you're talking about, Ted Lasso. Show. That's hilarious. He got the one sleeve on, too. One sleeve on. Got a little swag to him. Ted Lasso, one of the most most overhyped, overrated shows I've ever seen. I shut it off after. I was like, They used to compare you to Ted Lasso online. I don't get it. He don't even cuss or nothing. I thought he was supposed to be cussing and some crazy shit. Yeah. Man, they showed the softest shit ever on that Ted Lasso. They tried to talk about how he could motivate and do things just by being nice and a nice right. guy, smile. Yeah. Ask Sala how that's going. <laughs> <laughs> El Guapo, Smitty brushing his hair, but looks like he's going bald up top. Well, I can't see how what your shit is doing because you got a fake picture on here. You're softy. Put your real picture of El Guapo and then talk. I look good, boy. They might going ball. <laughs> that boy El waves Guapo. look crazy. El Guapo. Yeah, hey, so no bricks. Asking me on TikTok. I, I mean, every single it doesn't go a day without. Where you coach at? Are you still coaching? Who are you coaching now? You can't be on TikTok, homie, and not have fucking Google, right? Right. Right. You gotta have Google. Oh. That shit is getting like, but TikTok like, be having eighteen year olds, nineteen year olds. They lazy as hell. You gotta be trolling at this point. If you don't know what I'm doing, you're trolling. Fuck it, man. Pound that like button, though, y'all. Big time show that we got some breaking news that happened yesterday in the basketball world, so we gotta talk about that. But first, can you get us right, JB? Quote of the day, and it wouldn't be right without the quote of the day. Talk to us. Let me get my little uh, things in order here. My shit is all fucked. I don't know what's going on over here. Fuck, Ethan ain't working today. You know, my shit is fucked. Here we go. Quote of the day. Brought to you by betonline.ag. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Get you 50% off. Quote of the day, Big Smitty. You can defeat the competition by simply not quitting. Mm, just keep going, huh? As long as you keep going, you got a chance. You know how many, you know how many cats quit when you don't? Man, 
Shit. I work them. My whole life, JB has been, been like that. I've never been the fastest. I've I've been kind of the strongest. Never been the tallest, the biggest, the most talented. But you ain't gonna outwork me, JB. My whole life, how I got to this place today is hard work, belief, and networking. But hard work is a big piece of it, man. So I, I love that quote right there. You can defeat the competition by just simply not quitting. Um, contrary to belief, brought to you by Prize Picks. Head on over there. Use a promo code Coach JB. Uh, contrary to belief, Big Smitty, nobody cares. Work harder. <laughs> um. I'm just telling you, contrary to belief, nobody really cares. Nobody on TikTok cares about me. We don't care about them. Nobody on fucking YouTube cares about what happens next if we fall off planet Earth tomorrow. Nobody cares. Work harder, period. Contrary to belief. Contrary to belief, you're going to pay a price, Big Smitty, forever, ever, forever, ever, ever, for every single damn thing you ever do. And guess what? <laughs> You're gonna pay a price for every fucking thing you don't do, too. <laughs> now that might be the one of the hardest quotes you'd ever said. I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah, you're gonna pay a price for every damn thing you do and every damn thing you don't. So Seriously. regardless, you're gonna pay a price no matter what. Hey man, for everything you do, everything you don't. You're paying some, man. <laughs> I love that right there, man. Start oh, question, the right way. Uh, are the Milwaukee Bucks the best team in the NBA? Man, put that banner back up top, JB. It's time to go in. I'm going to answer the poll question right now. The Milwaukee Bucks. Wait, will we got a banner. Oh, oh. We got a breaking news banner. You're going crazy right now. Who made that? Um, Joel. Joel you know, Baker. Joel <laughs> Baker. We got, hey, we got two JBs on the show. We got Jason Brown. We got Joel Baker. Two JBs, man. We we need to add a DS to the show. We only got one DS, and that's me. We got to figure that part out. But anyway, to answer your question, yeah, the Milwaukee the Bucks right? are the favorite. Yeah, they will the win a championship. Dame Lillard, Giannis, the best duo since I can't even think of it right now. Like to me, it makes perfect sense adding a Dame to the Milwaukee Bucks. Him and Giannis have the same mindset. They don't want to, you know. Uh, 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 create like a crazy mega super team. I wouldn't consider this a super team. This is a really good team. I don't consider this a super team, but with the mindsets and the playing styles that Giannis has and both Dame have, I think the, the combination is like peanut butter and jelly, man. They, they're going to mess so well. I think after like 10 games, they'll be able to figure out each other's styles. And this is going to be one of the best duos we've seen in a long ass time, man. Dame Dollar had one of his best years last season. We just forget because the Portland Trailblazers were so bad. He has about 32 points, I think seven assists, five rebounds, something like that. And you compare that to historical seasons, there's only like four of the cats who, who's ever done that in a season. So this guy right here is still in his prime. Giannis, who's still in his prime as well. A lot of people still consider him the best player in the world. And question, hey, if he didn't get hurt in the playoffs last year with the Heat, even got past him. Who knows? But, um, man, you know, Giannis had been throwing out a few weird comments over the last few months about him, you know, possibly not staying in Milwaukee. And I think he was using that as, as leverage in order to get them to make some move. And uh, this move right here, to me, shocked the world. Everybody named Mama thought Dane was going to Miami. 
Um, I know Jimmy Butler. I know Pat Riley's over there fucking slamming his head on his desk right now and pissed off because he didn't get um, Dame Dollar. And I think right now, I'm be real with you, man. When I look at the East and just look at the, the best teams on that side, I think it's clearly the Bucks. I think unless something wild happens, the Bucks will be in the NBA Finals this season. I don't – the Celtics um, is past this rap. Market – look, the Celtics, they, they lost Marcus Smart. Philly, James Harden doesn't even want to play. The Heat, they'll compete, but they didn't really add anything that's going to make them truly great. I don't see who else in the East can even stop the Bucs, man. I think they're easily going to be in NBA Finals, JB. Yeah, it's not that easy. Um, first of all, they lost their best perimeter defender in Holiday. He's a he's now a Portland Trailblazer. Dame Lillard plays absolutely zero defense. So let's look at the history of NBA and the NBA great stars. Um, I think we only talk about scores. We don't ever talk about the intangible things, what they've done for their teams, other than just their three-point prowess, their deep long ball, their scoring, um, how exciting they are. Dame Lillard's one of the most exciting players when he's on the court. Um, but he plays no defense and he's never won anything in Portland uh, ever. And I have to look at that um, seriously. And when players can't get their teams to play great defense around the perimeter and on the ball and be physical, they're not going to ever be anything in my opinion. Giannis won because he got everybody involved on how to play defense and play defense. And that team won it all. And that wasn't a super team. Dame don't play defense. He only scores. So his team is only going to do what? Try to get him the ball. He doesn't demand greatness. He doesn't demand that you're physical. And that's what wins in the NBA. The Miami Heat went far last year with a pretty mid-team, as we would call it, to going up against a Denver team that was really loaded because of their defense. Boston plays defense usually. Um, the teams that don't get knocked early, Phoenix, those type of guys, I see the same thing happening here. I think Dame's a great, exciting, unbelievable talent, but he plays zero defense, and until your mindset shifts, then I don't believe he'll he's the guy because I think they lost too much. Losing Holiday is huge to them. I don't think people realize how big that loss is. And Middleton, I don't know. He's probably on his way down instead of on his way up. Uh, the same with Dame. Dame's a what now? 30 what? Don't look at age. Look at what he's doing. Like I said, he just had his best season last year. That's just a fact. So, like, I, I, I get age. Best individual season. Does he nothing. Did. He did. did. But, again, the Portland on a, is on a rebuild situation. Like, let, let, let's think about it. When Shaq left the Lakers and went to Miami and won a championship, the Lakers had a, 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 a area a few years before Gasol got there where the Lakers missed the playoffs and then they made it, but they got knocked out in the first round. We knew Kobe was still great. It just at the end of the day, you can be as great as you want to be, but you still need help. It's still a team sport. I don't care how great you are. That's the same situation that Dame has been. I'm not comparing him to Kobe. I'm just saying summer scenario where you just need the help. When he actually had a team around him, what did he do? He led the Portland Trailblazers to the Western Conference Finals. And, yes, they got swept, I believe, against the Warriors, who were just loaded. But when you say he hasn't done anything or hasn't took him anywhere, that's, that's just false. He took him to the Western Conference Finals. When he's healthy, they're a perennial playoff team. He's, he's, he's made so many clutch bases to not just win games, to literally end playoff series. So he's a guy who you can you can trust with the ball in his hands late. 
can create his own shot. He's not a great defender, but he he, he at least gives effort. He's not out there like James Harden or out there like uh 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 who's my man for the, the Warriors who just got traded to score um uh, uh Jordan Poole, who doesn't even try to play defense. Jordan Poole doesn't even go out there with the mindset of trying. Dame at least tries, but it's not his main focus on the Portland team. Why? Because he was the one A. He's the guy who has to do it all offensively. So on the on the opposite side, you're gonna save a little energy on the defense. But the good thing about the Bucks is Dame Lillard is no longer one A. One A is Giannis. So now Dame for the probably the second time in his career outside like his rookie and like first years in the league when Lamarcus Aldridge was there. This is the second time in a in a long time where he'll be the number two on this team. Way less pressure on the court, way less responsibility. He can be a true two at times and let Giannis kind of do his thing. Because the thing about it, JB, they got to double Giannis. The when he penetrates into the lane, the pressure that that he puts on the defense, they have no choice but to collapse the defense. And when that happens, open shooters all around you and Dame Dollar is a guaranteed bucket. You can't leave him open. And then what if Dame get hot? You're you going to double him? But So it's just like, what are you going to do? I agree with you. Drew Holiday is a beast. Hell of a player, all-star player, plays both sides. Hell of a defender. Arguably one of the best on-ball defenders in the league. So I'm not trying to disrespect Drew Holiday by no means. But when it comes to just all-around greatness as a player, Dame is definitely better than Drew Holiday. And I think you, you actually made a good point about the culture of a team, right? And your leader kind of dictating what that culture of that team will be. Giannis is still there. Giannis is a hell of a defender as well. He's going to still dictate a, a environment of hard work, effort on defense. You still got Milton, long, lengthy guy. Um, Nick Nurse, who's their head coach now, come from a defensive uh, background, won a championship with the Raptors, with Kawhi and the, and, and uh, Kyle Lowry, all those boys like that. So I think Dame Lillard, by just osmosis, is going to become a better defender just being in, within that environment. He's going to have less energy on offense, put more energy on defense. And I'm telling you, Jay, when you look at the East, when you look at the East right now, who on the, who on the East scares you? I know it ain't the Celtics. They've been to the East kind of Finals like five years in a row. Went to the Finals, they just keep losing. You don't trust Philly because I know you don't you mess with James Harden. Uh, I mean, I'm, I mean, who else? I don't even know who else on the East could even be. The Cavs will be okay. Again, the Heat will work hard and play hard. But at some point, as we saw last year in the finals, the talent on the court matters, and they lack in that department. So I'm not saying the Bucs are for sure going to win the finals this year, but they're going to damn sure be there. Yeah, I I'd agree to disagree. I don't think they are. I just think something will happen. He'll get hurt. He'll be he'll be unavailable. I don't know. So hold on, before we move on, you're saying it's not going to happen because something's going to happen. Not so that has nothing to do with the talent on the court. It's nothing to do with like any evaluation of what they're going to do. It's because you think somebody gonna get hurt or sick or stomach flu or COVID. I'm saying the whole thing. I said the whole thing don't work. It don't work. I don't. I'm not a Dame believer. I think Dame's just a one-sided guy. Plays offense, uh, wants to be the big shot guy. Uh, I give him credit on this show for staying in Portland as long as he did. I give him credit. Um, wish he would have, could have won one there, but that's just who he is. Like, there's a reason he didn't win nothing there. Um, and I, I think now he's just shopping teams and doing what everyone else does. I mean, but it's so, the same thing saying, like, okay, uh, KG, when he was with Minnesota, he lost a reason why he didn't win there. No, nah, just sometimes, bro, you just don't have the 
the, you're not in the right market where players want to come out, out there and play with you. People don't want to go to Minnesota. People don't want to go to Portland. So you're just in the wrong market. They don't, that doesn't lower your greatness. KG leaves, gets in an a, a amazing franchise, the Boston Celtics, and teams over some cats, and he immediately wins the championship. So sometimes I don't think it has, like, you're, you're correlating, you're looking at the fact that they haven't won the championship and saying, oh, it must be something wrong with Dame. Well, no, nah, maybe they just don't have enough. Or maybe, or maybe Dame's not a one. I didn't say he's not a, I didn't say I don't like him because of that, but I just don't think he's that guy. That's just what it is. I don't think he has the it factor at the end of the day. And he'll miss something big, and that's just what it is. I think he's a great perennial scorer. I don't think he's the guy to to that's gonna have. He doesn't have that championship DNA, in my opinion. So, I mean, we've seen enough. So we'll see. I don't know why you're looking crazy. Like you act like the motherfuckers won before. I'm saying, dang, like Dame Dollar is a dog. Like if you say well, about like he have NBA, I, I said he doesn't have championship DNA, dog. I mean, that's championship DNA, like championship DNA is like somebody who like don't go out there and work. Somebody who don't go out there and compete every single night. This guy goes no, out there. I said, and like, NBA, I said he don't have championship DNA. You can't argue it. He's done nothing. What are you arguing? <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm telling you. You can say he's great. DNA, like so. Basically, basically, if you didn't win championship, you don't have championship DNA. Is that is that, is that clear? I, or no, what? I'm telling you. Overall, he don't have championship DNA. That's just my opinion. But hey, we're gonna agree to disagree on Dame Dollar. I don't believe they're a championship team. That's my opinion. You think they are? I agree with you. The East is not as good as they've been, but something will happen um, where I just don't feel that they'll get over the hump and it'll, it'll be what it is. Like, it's just another, it's Portland East dog is what it is. He don't, tell me, tell me what championship DNA is then brother. Since I don't know what championship DNA is. Please explain that to me in the comments. What, what that is. Oh, me? I'll see. I don't know what championship DNA is. I just saw championship DNA was a guy who's a fucking dog on the court. Never going to back down from the moment clutch and big moments, which he might be the most clutch player in the NBA, which is literally a fact. We just, we've seen it. So, Hey, that's all I'm saying. We'll see though. I could be wrong. Season ain't, ain't even started. Yeah, we can argue all day about it. We yeah. don't. We're never gonna know. I do know one thing: he got injured in the bubble, and his team was still playing, and he got on a PJ and went home. That ain't championship DNA, but that's a whole nother discussion. Um, we'll get into that one day. But we can argue it all day, but it ain't never gonna matter until we see until we see the product. At the end of the day, we're never gonna know until NBA season. Well, listen, listen, man. They NBA call me. Almost here, it's crazy. They call me Smitty Diamond, so you might not know JB, but I know. And y'all heard it here first. The Bucks will be in the NBA Finals. Clip this off, save it. If I'm wrong, call me out in, in June. Please call me out. Anyway, y'all, it's Thursday night. Thursday night football. We NFL man, season. Man. Yeah, man. Y'all need to look into the Bucks for tampering. What? Yo, NBA, man. Y'all need to look into. The video keeps stopping, but I know what he said. Gene Butler is saying, NBA, y'all need to y'all need to look into the buck for tampering. He's joking around because obviously he wanted Dan to come to the Heat because Dan got that championship DNA, and you know that would have put the Heat over the top. So Jimmy Butler, who's a dog who has championship DNA, wanted another guy like him, and he's disappointed that they didn't get him. So that's what that's what that video was about. So just just that's more funny. information showing validating what I already said. You know, it's that's funny. Um, real truth, you shut up. You shut. I'm not going to stop. It's the JV show of Big Smith. I ain't going to never stop. If you don't like it, go watch the other show. We got football today, baby. Thursday night. I'm hyped. How you feeling, JB? Talk to me. 
I'm good. Uh, this right here already it happened last week, but we kind of <clears throat> talked about it a little bit. But uh, it's official now, though. Like he's officially fired now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, he's been officially fired for a week. But well, I got to no, 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 no. Not yeah. so they they fired him. But then they was like, you know what? No, it's it's you know we're gonna suspend him. You know, interim so we can investigate some more. We all know it was a play so they could try to avoid paying him money because they would have just fired him off the rip. They would have been liable contractually. He would have had more of a of a of a play there to make sure he got paid. So now they can say, "Hey, we did our due diligence. We looked into the case. After our investigation, we thought that this was what was made the most sense. So it was all just a play. We knew what was about to happen, and now it's here. And um, I'm, I just want to hear more information come out about this because again, um, this brother probably won't get another coaching job again. Let's just call it what it is. Unless someone looks out for him and gives him like a coordinator position or position group thing, I don't see him get another coaching position because of this. So this stuff better be accurate is all I'm, all I'm going to say. And I, and I would love to hear at some point Mill Tucker speak out. I know right now he probably can't because of, you know, lawyers and things like that. But would love to hear more information about the situation and um, and just go from there. But. Unfortunately, told Dion back in the news again. Uh, prime again, it's starting to get old, but I'm trying to figure out what side of the fence cats be on. That's Ebonics for everybody that is out there that don't know. Um, what happened? The Carmania McLean kid apparently maybe mm. leaving Colorado. I don't know. He was a five star kid from Miami that didn't go to Miami. Cristobal has now said since. He went to Colorado. He will not accept him back to Miami. All these things. I don't know if you've heard Dion in the news lately talking about this kid. Yeah, they, they asked him in the media. Yeah, basically he's he's said some things that are illegal in recruiting. You can't what you can't do some of the things Dion does in recruiting. Zach Smith kind of told him, "I love Prime, but you you're doing some shit, dog, that is crazy." Um, he'd be surprised if he doesn't get hit by the NCAA. For for different violations, who knows? Um, but I'm trying to. I want to read you a quote from a lady, a black woman. She came out and said, "Cromani McLean is 18 years old, and you already have a coach tearing him down in the media. It's disgusting." First off, most freshmen in Power Fives don't play, so I don't know why the media keeps asking the question to Dion. Secondly, McLean probably already made up his mind he was leaving. Dion Sanders has a pattern of doing this to young men publicly, and it's sad. Darwin Walker came out and said Dion was wrong for airing out Cormani McLean like that. It's one of the things to say he just ain't ready. It's one thing to say he just ain't ready, but to tell the world and media he's late to film, not watching film, and not trying to practice. You're fucking him over for the long term because NFL scouts hear that shit too. No, actually, you're not fucking him over. You're actually telling everyone who he is. But again, this is the Twitter narrative, dog, that we have to protect all shitbirds at all costs, which is the crazy part. Then the lady goes on, Big Smitty, to say, have you ever seen Nick Saban or any Power 5 coach tear down their student-athletes on a public platform? Yeah, I have. <laughs> um, they see scouts daily. It's disgusting and not 
Dion's first time doing this. Then student athletes can defend themselves, can't defend themselves because they signed NDAs in fear of retaliation. It's a long shit, dog. It's going all over internet, social media right now. I could read you shit for days. Try and figure out, dog. So what side are y'all on? Like you defend Dion on this side, and you, now you're bashing the cat because he called out a kid for not showing up to film and doing what's expected of him. <laughs> dog, the shit is starting to get old, and I'm tired. Of, that's why I come out and say what I say, man. There's other cats, too, that are willing of the discussion and deserving of the discussion to be in the discussion of what we're doing out here. And it doesn't matter if you're black or white. I'm. Just, it's showing you right here. This lady right here is an HBCU grad who's probably mad that Dion left Jackson State. Let's just keep it funky. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm trying to figure out, though, like, why are we – this is a woman here that's that's mad that this kid's been t- told the truth about. <laughs> and Dion's not holding back. I've, I've done it a million times. I've, I've seen Saban do it. I've seen Kirby Smart do it. I've seen everybody do it. You've seen coaches do it. We see cats do it all the time. This shit is just spiraling out of control, dog. I don't know what to say. I don't know if you knew about this McLean deal, but wouldn't it shock me if he's out and transfers? But what I wanted to see is Dion retain the kid and get the kid to buy in and not, since he hasn't played, I still, maybe Dion's got this kid wrapped up. That is what I told you, Smitty, is what it defines a recruiter. Can you keep the kid there, still discipline him, coach him hard and love him harder, and not play him and teach him life lessons, or, or will he just enter the portal? I was hoping to see Dion retain him and break him like I've done with so many kids. That is a true definition of a recruiter and a cat that has full buy-in. I hope McLean kid stays. I don't want to see him leave. Um, contrary to all the hate out here from even black women and black men, um, I want to see him stay, but we don't know if he will or not. I don't know. Alan, has he entered the portal? You know, Alan. Uh, Alan's on top of this shit. Um I don't know, Smitty, what you think, but that's kind of – you could go online and read a whole thing. I couldn't crop the clips and put them on the show, but there, uh, there's a shitload of things going on, and I just haven't seen Ryan Clark or anybody come to the rescue. I, I don't, I'm trying to figure out why not. I just think everything isn't like a race thing, man, and I think I, – I just hate it because when there is some real race stuff going on, it kind of get waters, watered down because of all the situations like this where it's like, bro, this has nothing to do with – race and being a black man it, it could this could have been white black hispanic asian whoever it's a five-star cat i'm pretty sure this isn't the first time Dion has been asked why the five-star isn't playing so he probably had a point was like listen y'all this is what it is he's not no kid no more 18 i get it, he's young but that's a young man and the way the college sports is played now with nil and the transfer port and everything this is a professional sport call it what it is and you're not doing the day-to-day things that makes you great. The things that you agree that you would be doing, showing up on time, you know, being in class on time, getting the grades, watching film, you're not preparing. So you want me to coddle this guy and protect him because he's 18? Oh, my God. But I, but all you're going to do is, is is bash me because you don't know why the five star is not on the field. So you're going to keep questioning me. Every week I'm supposed to just hold back and just be like, you know, hey, he's just not ready. Or, hey, we're do- like, at some point, like, hey, man, it's a young man. I want to play him. I recruited him. Of course, if I didn't, if I didn't want to play him, I want to recruit him. 
but he's not he's not buying in. He's not doing the things that he needs to do to play. And obviously, majority of the team is buying in, or at least majority of the stars are, because we're seeing them on the field. We're seeing them play. So it's me, not let like – Let me show you what it is. Yeah. Coach Sean Keeler at the Denver Post, you mentioned – Is it playing? No, nah, it's not playing on my end. Dang, all the video is acting weird today. That's weird. It's my it's my end. I can't play everything from here. That's why I gotta have Ethan. You might have to present it or something. Um, if you pull it up, but you guys can find this online though easily and on your own free time. Yeah, it's hopping around. I would take it all, JB. It's hopping around, but you guys can find this online very easily on, on Twitter or social media. Yeah, he, uh, that's what he says. Um, fuck, man, I can't play a goddamn video over here. Yeah. That's why he's saying, uh. Basically, like he shows up late, he does this, he does what he wants, plays video games. I watch the film. Yeah. So yeah. He, then he told him he's got to watch a certain amount of hours. This is the part that he violated NCAA rules because we know that NCAA non-caring assholes of America, they won't come after you for nothing more than something dumb that's said in the media that you don't really mean intentionally, and they'll come after that. So, um, yeah, basically, explain said, that to me on film and watch over the allotted hours the NCAA allows you to watch film per week. So Zach Smith came out and was like, dog, you can't watch more than 20 hours of film, homie. You can't be putting that out there, Dion. I love you, dog, but you're going to get violation. And uh, so, like, that's now in the news. Now you got that part of it. So, like, it's starting to, like, you, they got he's got to try to reel this thing back in before it spirals out of control because in this business now, unfortunately – um, it will spiral out of control. I've actually spoke to Dan Lanning and a good friend of mine um, who's a linebacker coach there at, Col at Oregon since the game. And they're like, dude, we love what he's doing too. He's like, we love what he's doing too. But he's like, you know, JB, we're not going to sit down and lay down uh, as everything that I've said. And I, go, I mean, oh. Dan said that publicly after the game. Yeah. He, he said, and, uh, but we were talking about some things and just, cause I got about five good friends on that staff at Oregon. And we were just talking about regular shit. And he's like, man, this is, this is what we do. We love it. Like, there's no, there's no animosity either. Like, not personal vendetta. Like, I'm going to spend all my whole offseason trying to beat Prime out in Colorado. He don't give a shit. He worried about Oregon. He worried about right. what they do. And I believe so is Dino Babers at Syracuse. So is, uh, you know, Loxley at, at, at Maryland. And, and, and so is uh, James Franklin at Penn But State. I do think these, these coaches do know this, right? And it, they do know when you play against Colorado, at least right now, all eyes are going to be on you. So I think if I'm going in, if I'm a player on the opposition or if I'm a coach, I am going to maximize this opportunity while the light is shining on me, as you should, in my opinion. I'm not saying – that's why I, from the beginning I, I, I said I didn't have any issue with what Dan Lenny said. If I'm a player in the locker room, I absolutely love it. My, my coach, my D coordinator used to give us – shout out to Coach Bateman. He used to give us crazy, like, prep talk before the game. I couldn't even tell y'all what he used to say. He used to be wild. But he used to, he used to be hyped up. Your job as a coach is to get your team ready. So I had no problem with that at all. My only thing I said, look from the outside looking in, just from an evaluation standpoint, it was just like, well, damn, Oregon is, is, is clearly just a, just overall better than Colorado. So it was like, to me, it was easy to kind of say that particular speech in that moment because you were clearly the favorites. Like you went in 21 point, you know, favorites anyway, which means the whole world assumed that, Colorado wasn't even going to be close. So that was my only little comment I even made, but I had no problem with the actual speech itself. And yeah, I don't think anyone will have an actual vendetta. No one in the actual football world, right? Football coaches, players will have any beef with 
Dion's doing. I don't I don't think so. Now, is there some jealousy out there? Of course. Of course there's going to be some jealousy out there from some team, some player, some coaches, some whatever because Dion's a first year division 1 uh, you know, head coach and he's getting all this attention. Like I said, got my show uh speak at Fox uh undisputed. They're flying out I think later on today to go out to Boulder and they're doing a show live in Boulder tomorrow in preparation for the game. I'm hearing I've heard all types of superstars going to be at this game. I heard Jay-Z's pulling up. I heard a possibility of Kanye. I'm heard like I'm talking about mega mega stars who don't pull up to certain environments. So like I I could understand why other coaches maybe could have a little bit of like, you know, nothing personal. Like damn, like what the hell? You know what I'm saying? I'm doing the same thing or or I'm doing even better and we ain't getting no love, no attention. So with all that being hey, said, that's the original Thursday, point. Man. It is T Rich Thursdays, yeah. and without further ado, right after this, T Rich is joining the show. Let's get it cracking. Yeah, yeah. Transform you in the I hate a storm, hell Mary's, I make it poor. Good I ain't lying, you little giants, we've been defying. All right, Big Smitty, T Rich Thursdays. What up, dog? T Rich, what's, what's going on, boss? Y'all can hear me. Yes, Man, sir. What's good? Yeah, we hear you. You outside now? You out there? Like, screw it, fuck the headset. Man, listen, I wasn't gonna fight today, man. I, you know what? The kids got up a little earlier today. And they they got up out of there. So I'm like, you know what? I ain't gonna bother them today, man. This is I ain't gonna fight with. It. I lost the old trusty dust. I can't find my headphones, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go all out. I'm just go raw dogging, man. Hey, it sound better, actually. Sound yeah, better. It, it, it do sound good right now, man. So it's a pleasure to have you on. Hey, so you guys had a bye week last Saturday. Your uh, your 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 son's team or no? No, no, no. They play. I didn't let my son play. Um, it, it basically was a bye week for real. Uh, they shouldn't. I feel like we we lost stock playing against the team that we played against. Not not saying nothing about the kids, but uh, it it. I think we only had ten guys, no, eleven guys show up because it really supposed to be a bye week, and we had people go out of town and you know go to games and stuff like that. And I right. think we had like our third or fourth screen man, man, and they beat those guys. 40 something to zero when they called the game in third quarter. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So but this week, you guys have like week. a big time week, a uh, game for them this week, though, right? Yeah, it's the big week, man. So this team that we're playing against is, is, is the lead that was the team that we created. It was a Terrence Eater tie before we, uh, man, when we left there. And then they had a whole bunch of stuff going on. I couldn't be involved and I didn't want my kids around it. And uh, we left a lot of our players over there and we joined, uh, we joined a, a different team and, we ranked a little higher than them right now. I think we ranked like five, and they ranked like nine. And that's the other national team out here in Birmingham. And uh, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a power a power hitter, man. We played this team in the, in the championship last year, in our regular season um uh, championship. And you know it was it was two heavy hitters. TJ scored both touchdowns that we had last year. Um, but man, right now, bro, it's 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 at an even level. Only thing that we got over them right now, we got somebody can catch the dang ball, but we got to give them the ball. So if we can't get TJ the ball in, in the air, it, it's going to be a long day, and it's going to be 
a battle for the ages for this one right here, man. It, it's going to be a good one. I can't wait to see it. You got to film this, JB. You got to film this. Hey, T-Rich, I got – so I wish I could show this video, man. I can't show it, but – because it ain't been playing. I'm going to try to show it real quick. Nah, it won't play. But yeah. it was a video out there that's like real football's back. They were like, "Do you miss real football?" They've been showing this video all over social media. It's been it's, it was back when cats was clapping, hitting each other hard, you know. And everyone now, I think all the young cats were like, "What game was that? Is that fucking yeah. NASCAR driving? What is that shit?" There, like, I don't think a lot of cats knew because everybody was tagging me like they never watched real football, and I'm like, "Damn, it really is missing, man. I miss seeing that video." Um, I don't know why our computer won't show it, but I miss seeing that video. Having said that, tonight's game's Monsters of the Midway uh, in this NFL game, Packers-Lions, and they're saying our good friend, Dr. Morse, um, I also have a video of, but it won't play. He's saying Montgomery probably most likely out um, for Detroit. Backs have been dropping like flies. Um, is that hurting the whole marketplace as far as these backs co collaborating and trying to get that big bag? Is this injury thing even hurting them more? Because, you know, a quarterback can get hurt. They don't give a shit. Quarterback get hurt and still get 400 mil. A running back get hurt. He's fending for his life now. Um, is that something that's really – yeah, Montgomery was just officially declared out for tonight. Mm. Too. Um, so I think that just hurts Detroit's chances tonight in Green Bay. Man, I, you know, when these bats go down, bro, and, and it's like that every year, bats go down all the time. And so I think that do kind of hurt um, the 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 running backs when it comes to getting that bag because how they already look at us. Like, hey, one of these bats going to go down anyway, and, and he might not last as long. And, but you got to condition their body, man. Like when TJ broke his thumb and, and not to go back to my son, like he his body wasn't conditioned for it because they didn't got to this seven on seven stuff, man. And and so like I tell people today, like if you talking about real football, bro, it, it think about what Jerome Bettis then was running. Think about when Mike Oscott then was there, you know, playing against the Brian Erlockers and stuff like that, playing against the Ray Lewis's, playing against the uh, the LTs and stuff like that had to be a condition. Like we already know, like once we put our body through stuff in camp, you know how it went, you know how it go through camp and off season. Like you, you're you're pounding constantly on your body because you want to be uh, in shape for everything. That's just like you go watch Rocky. Rocky was beating himself to death. Like Rocky was going in there hitting dogging on cows, raw cows, and he was going out there in, in, in the snow fighting different to get prepared for that fight. So mm -hmm. if you're not prepared for um, physically, um, uh, mentally too, man, it, it's it's going to take a toll on us. Uh, but I definitely think, man, it. it I don't – it's hard to say, but I feel like it's already a, a bad look on us as in, you know, just being a running back in this throwing league. You know, it's it's different, you know, parts of the, you know, uh, of the NFL that goes on, you know, with different uh, age groups, right? Uh, yeah. You got, you know, back in the day it was a running back league. You know, then it became a quarterback league. Now it's really a receiver league for real in quarterback league is leaking over to that man with the seven on seven stuff man so it's different man you know i was looking at something you know I, I, and i don't want to jump ahead you uh, good? With, with my guy um broadway joe um and, and somebody was saying that well he threw more interceptions than touchdowns you know each mm -hmm. year um but at that time it was a heavy defensive lead right 
So, so it, it it didn't matter as much, right? Like it was, yeah, it, was it, didn't, yeah, it didn't yeah, it didn't matter that much, man. Like and I saw that today too, this morning early. 15 completions. It was the average from 1980 to 2005. 15 completions were the average to com- to attain 250 yards for, as a quarterback in the NFL. Two, 15 completions got a quarterback on average 250 yards. Dog, we had 19 quarterbacks last week didn't even throw for 200 yards. That's crazy. That's wild. <laughs> That's crazy. And, and, and it's crazy. playing tonight, by the way. It broke news. Uh, he said he is going to play tonight. So Aaron Jones is back as well. And so I think the best running backs will be playing tonight. Um, so we'll see. Um, no, I put the breaking up there just because Montgomery is playing. Let me get back. Here we go. Uh, T. Rich, Alabama beat Ole Miss. I thought it was a big win. Defense showed up and shut Lane Kiffin down. I thought Lane could score points. It looked like Saban schemed them and said, you know what, enough is enough. Uh, Milrow came back and played decent uh, after the pick. He came back and actually used his feed. They, he, he looked clearly he's their best quarterback option. Can Alabama right the ship? They can, man, but they got to take it one game at a time, bro. They got to find their identity, man, like. I don't see why, like, they, they got this cat in there, you know, pocket passing. I mean, he can, you know, yeah, he, he can pass the ball, but he got a different type of talent, man. Like like I said last week, man, if he had Lane Kiffin or Stark as the offense coordinator, and I'm not saying anything about that offense coordinator over there. Um, I don't know the guy. Um, but, Do from Notre Dame. What's his name? Reese. Yeah. Reese, yeah. Quarterback Tommy Reese, I think he used to play quarterback at Notre Dame years ago, yeah. Yeah, and I like I, I don't know the cat, but man, when you when you got these guys in there, bro, like you got to put these kids at their best, you know, p- position, bro. You got to put them in the best, you know, place, you know, to to make them succeed. You, if you got a guy like that, you think about what they what, what Lane did with Blake Sims. You think about what he did with with Jalen Hurst, bro. Like he turned those kids all the way up, and and you know when they when they get to the next level, you, you see what Philly's doing with Jalen Hurst now, you know, and and you know nobody thought. Blake can pass for hundred for four hundred yards. Nobody thought Blake can be a passer and all this other stuff, but Lane found a way to get in this kid here and got the best out of him. Uh, and I think last week was a big win. Uh, am I satisfied? Uh, not no, not <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> Keep it real. <laughs> yeah, and, and and for me, I'm I'm happy for the guys, but I don't want these guys to get complacent because they won their first SEC game. Um, at the same time, I mean, Lane is a competitor. He's a genius when it comes to being a offense coordinator to me. Um, but as a head coach so far, he really haven't done anything as a head coach. And that's not talking about Lane. That's my guy. Um, but, you know, I hear all these type of talks. And, you know, when, when Nick retired, they want Lane to come be the guy and all this other stuff. But you can't just hand that ship over to anybody, bro. You can't hand those keys to that battleship to anybody. And I'm not saying he's just anybody. But at the same time, bro, like it, it got to be some type of background where you got a championship, you in the playoff run, or something. And since Lane has been a head coach, where it was at Tennessee, USC, um, was it FIU? Uh, FAU, yeah. Um, Ole Miss. I, I mean, he's won games, but he haven't, you know, like he ain't won the game. Right? Yeah, he yeah. ain't won the game. Right. Right. Like that big winning game. games in championships is different things, bro. You got to uh, 
I always said, man, you can't put thoroughbreds in a walking class. They mm. don't make and the pot and the bottom line is if Alabama has a thoroughbred at QB and they got a couple decent backs and you got some things, you're gonna have to change to adapt to your personnel. That personnel is only let me put it this way. Uh Nick Saban is directly accountable for that personnel, regardless. If he left it to Tommy Reese to go recruit yep. or whatever, nobody cares. Uh, Paul Feinbaum ain't calling out the OC for recruiting that roster. They're calling out Nick Saban. Uh, we are all responsible and accountable for our roster as head coaches. Now that you have the roster you have, Nick may be pissed. He may be like, man, this ain't the fucking roster. This ain't our, this ain't our DNA. But guess what? You're in week four now. You better adapt or die. Um, and I know Nick's going to do that because he's always done that. But maybe they do start to sprinkle in some double, triple option with Milrow because I don't see him dropping back and running West Coast offense premise uh, with Tommy Reese and trying to throw on time and hit his fifth step off play action under center. Like that ain't that ain't that ain't what he's doing. And I, he him, and I feel like he's yeah, and I feel like he's trying to fit in now, bro. Like he's trying to, and that's not him. Like if if I'm a dunker, I ain't gonna go out there and be trying to shoot three pointers. I might hit one every once blue moon when I'm wide, 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 wide the hell open. Um, <laughs> but I'm not going to sit up there, you know, and, and try to be a three-point shooter. Like, well, listen, Vince Carter, as he got a little older in his career, he learned how to knock down the three. So my correlation yeah, is, can this guy not learn how to, how to, how to, you know what I mean? Because JB always says how we have a problem in coaching where we're not coaching these quarterbacks up in college or in high school to how to read, how to throw in a fifth step, how to throw on time. Now they're trying to do that with this cat, and we're saying, nah, just let him be be who he is. What side do we want? We let him be who he nah, is. JB don't complain and say, nah, that don't work. Talk to hold me. On, hold you don't teach him that in week four of the season. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, I'm, I'm assuming they didn't just start now. I'm sure during the offseason they've been doing been it. This his whole career. That's my point. He ain't been taught this in high school. You clearly know he was in shotgun running triple option in high school. Of course. He got to the NFL. He got to college. Last year, he sat behind Bryce and was learning right. stuff, calling T. Rich up like, hey, what can I do to be a starter and be better? Right. That don't mean that he was in the – they weren't teaching him all these mechanics in the offseason while they're coaching up Bryce Young. So, like – So, so just, just simple as this, bro, like – they tried to change Tebow throwing habits, like his his mechanics, and it didn't work for him. You know, they tried it; it didn't work. Tebow was good, better at doing the what you call whatever, however he was doing. He was better at that. Um, right. Me, I never been a shaker. I wasn't gonna get out there and just try to you know juke it. People be talking about that old Miss run all the time. To me, that shit was ugly at the end of the game, for real. If you look, think about that last run. To me, it it was the dead leg, but that leg looked really dead because I was really just trying to get in the end zone. And I was going to really reverse field again and do what just happened to be there. Right, um, right. But I wasn't, you know, I, I give you one, two every now and then, but I'm going to run over you or I'm going to run past you. And that was my game. I knew my lane. Uh, right. And I don't know if they letting this kid live in his lane or, you know, letting him be him because of the chatter and because of the 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 the, the, the film crew that's on him and, and that's on Coach Saban or, you know, on the offense coordinator. It's kind of like, you talking about Alabama football? It's kind of like being at the Lakers. All eyes are on you, regardless, right? Mm. And you got everybody, you know, coming in, you know, uh, and I call it a coach rehab center too. I mean, it got to be, you know, coaching got to be at point two. But it's week four. You can't just teach this kid at week four, and if it haven't been working, to be a pocket passer. 
Nah, not in that. the SEC anyway. That's not that, that's not what it's going yeah, to be. Yeah, it ain't going to happen. I don't care if you're playing Vanderbilt. They're still playing SEC talent. I don't see him. He's got a – it's going to be interesting, man, to be honest. I got to see how this thing works. Um, Can y'all beat Georgia this year? Based upon what you've seen so far, T-Rich, do you think your Alabama Crimson Tide could beat the Georgia Bulldogs this year? Keep it funky. I feel like players wise, they match it man to man, right? Uh black on on paper, black and white, they sh- they they shouldn't be um at a point to where they're getting blowed out. Or they should be right there neck to neck. Coaching wise, I feel like that's the only thing that Georgia would have over them. Because you gotta think about Georgia coaching staff, they do have the 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 traditional Alabama whole scheme over there and the Bama way over there, and now it's the Georgia way. Um, with with a little bit, you know, spices that Kirby has, you know, sprinkled in there. Right. But you look at their whole staff, bro, like they got guys who's, you know, competing with those players out there on the coaching staff and that's being in those situations. I don't know if these all these coaches has been in that situation to say that, hey, I'm going to go get uh, everything out this kid or I'm, I'm, I'm in third and long. This is the situation we're going to be in. And so we're going to – and I'm not saying that they don't practice that over there. But I feel like when it comes to coaching, I feel like Georgia for for the coordinators or for the assistant coaches, they they have a advantage when it comes to uh winning that ball game. But I feel man to man, I feel like they should go pound to pound. I love it, man. They still got some dogs over there for sure. So uh, it's definitely true. We we talked about this a couple of times uh, throughout the week, man. I know JB is, is is a big believer in what he's seeing from the Pac-12 this particular season, and he has said a couple of times that in his eyes, in his view, the Pac-12 top to bottom is clearly the best conference uh, in you know college football right now. Do you agree, or do you think SEC is, is still at the top? I had to go. I had to uh, agree mm-hmm. um, to disagree, right? Because okay. when you look at it, I feel like. Right now, Pac-12 is the most exciting uh, conference. Right now, uh, they're they're putting up all these big points and they're you know showing out in their in their in his own film. Film don't lie. Right. Uh, SEC, I feel like it's still gonna be a heavy hitter, uh, no matter what. And I feel like the championships they're gonna come out the SEC, whether it's the Georgia, whether it's a um, Alabama or LSU or whoever. I still feel like it's going to come out the SEC, and and I'm I'm still not uh, sold on the head coach from SC, uh, from LSU. Uh, but that's because I seen what he did at Northern Dame when Bama played against him. He kind of took this tail, and I and I didn't like that. Um, but I definitely feel like the championship will come out of the SEC. And if not, if I'm wrong, I say it right here today, I will apologize to the world and, and say that, hey, y'all taught me a lesson this year, but – Almost every year since for the last 15 or 14 years, it has, has came out the SEC. And do I think an SEC uh, team going to let that happen, uh, not come out the SEC? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the Big Ten has, has sprinkled uh, in there a couple up? times too now. Yeah, like I said, almost every year. You know, yeah, Big yeah, Ten, yeah, yeah. you know, they didn't got one in or two, you know, with Ohio State. And then Florida State got one in with, uh, with, with, uh, with Jameis. But yeah. other than that, bro, like it really has come for the SEC. You think yeah. about Bama, I mean, Bama, 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 Georgia, LSU, Bama, Georgia, Florida, Florida. Um, <laughs> yeah, bro, it's, it's been that's why that's how it's been looking. And so, you know, hopefully we can keep it in SEC. But I mean, I like to keep it interesting, bro. And 
have another team play against the SEC in the championship. But even – we was just talking about this yesterday. Even uh, last year, man, if, if Bama would have been in there, I feel like Bama last year could have beat – is the only team that could have beat Georgia. Man, man. I disagree. I disagree. Hold on now. You forgot. Y'all forget the Ohio State game. If they make a field goal, they, they move on. In the playoffs, that was a high-scoring game. Somebody in the chat remind me what the score was. I thought like it was like 50-something to 50-something. Ohio State kicked the field goal and just missed it, and that lost the game. But C.J. Stroud went out there and bought his ass off. I think Ohio State, like, was right there in that mix, too. I ain't going to lie to you. But we all can we all agree, though, TCU had a hell of a year. It was a good story. They were not the second-best team in the nation last year, bro. Michigan handed them that damn game. Alabama. Alabama's the only team that could have beat. Georgia. Uh, oh, how, how can y'all say that when Ohio State lost by a field goal? Like, seriously, it's, it's, it's different, man. It's when you, when game, you, dog. It's different. And it's a right. You got to think about it too. It's a rival, too, right? Yeah. It's, it's a big rival. And so it's a different type of, you know, tan- game out there. They're just like we're talking about the Colorado and Colorado State. Yeah. You know, it's a rival, too, man. And, you know, when those heavy hitters playing, bro, like it is, you know, it's going to come down to the wire. But that team that's going to, okay. You ain't going to just win this game by just kicking a field goal. Or you ain't just going to win this game by, you know, thinking that you're going to outplay me. You know, you got the coaching staff got to be, you know, involved with that too, man, to where, you know, how you going to outsmart me and how you going to outcoach this kid. And, you know, what are, what are y'all looking for this game? And and I think you give Nick that much time to prepare for a national championship game. Um, that was just like the time when we we played. We got back in the national championship. We knew we was going to win. And, and I feel like LSU was scared. You know, you even look at their reaction when they announced that we was in the game. You know, and, and talking to some of those guys, you know, along the strip, along the way. And, you know, we didn't do much talking like that back in the day. Uh, but, you know, I spent a lot of time with Tyron doing the Heisman stuff and all the award show with, with Honey Badger. Yeah. He was like, bro, right, listen, I'm not looking forward to playing against y'all, bro. Like, that shit, duh. Right, listen, <laughs> it's over with, man. I ain't, you know, and, and, and it was, you know, me and his conversation. But it was just like, bro, you know, I, I it, bro, y'all really, you know what I'm saying? We really went blow to blow. And, and me, I'm listening to this like, okay. All right. <laughs> I see what we got to do. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. I agree. It would have been a different game. I know I know what Smitty's saying, but uh, that Bama game would have been different, especially uh, that part of the season at that time. I, I don't know, man. And the way Alabama was playing, and then I know they had two Alabama losses. just had really started clicking at the end, bro. Like, that was when they finally yeah. just started coming together. And Bryce was on a high. You know, Will was doing this thing. And... It was all coming together for him at the end of the season, like on a different level. Yeah, not fair. Yeah. I, I do think Bama, Ohio State, Michigan, and Georgia was the four best teams last year. We just kept it real. But you had to put TCU in because, I mean, it just is what it is. They had an incredible season, so they had to put them in. But we just kept it real. A lot of set the test. Four best teams, whatever order, Georgia, Bama, Ohio State, Michigan last year. So we'll see how it goes this year. It might be the same. The same damn teams I'm saying right now coming. And, and I knew I knew Bama was gonna put it on K State after K State put it on TCU, and they still put TCU in the Natty or in the BCS playoff. I, I was yeah. like, Alabama about to make a statement of K State and show that's that that good. conference don't belong. Like that's yeah. what he did too. They beat K State what fifty to ten or some shit, and and I think K State beat TCU bad. Like yeah, something like that. Real quick before we move on, Jeff, because you just said something that like made me think. So you said they wanted to prove that that conference didn't belong. So do you guys like? Let's keep it real. You guys think the the national championship or the college football playoffs 
should only consist of what the SEC, Pac-12, and Big Ten, and no other teams should even have a chance regardless of what they do? Nah. No. I don't believe that. I believe okay. it's a year-to-year basis, dog. All it's right. in the transfer portal era. Every year is different. Like, shit, right. who knows this year? Like, we thought Notre Dame might have been okay, but now they die, they, they're not. So who is it going to be? If it was a 12-team playoff, T-Rich, I don't know what you think. There could possibly be three to four Pac-12 teams this year. Washington, Washington State, SC, Utah got top three defense in college football. Oregon, that's five. Oregon. I mean, we don't really know. It's, there's some loaded teams in there. And the SEC, I would say, is down this year comparable to what they usually are. I think the bottom half of the SEC is a little lower than they usually are with Vandy, Kentucky being down. Tennessee, I don't think, is very good this year. Um, They're very top-heavy. You know, having, having said that, T-Rich, if it's a 12-week, 12-game playoff, it could be interesting this year. You don't know. You don't know where you could get teams from. And that's gonna we're going to see next year how it all works out. But but the scariest thing about it, bro, like we're talking about a twelve team playoff. I don't never see Alabama or Georgia not in it now. Oh, for sure. Nah. You get what I'm saying? Like you now you don't have now you don't have a situation where you play Kansas State and you beat the hell out of them and they done beat TCU and now they're not in it. No, bro, they're in it every year. And you know, just off the guys they recruit. So it's going to be interesting, bro, when that do happen. Um, because I definitely want to see the teams outside the SEC that um that will be a part of. It. And I think you know if if Dion if Prime stay, I think they'll be a good candidate to get up in there. Um, you know, one of these years. Yeah. Um, not saying right now, but yeah, I, I yeah. definitely think you know it it, it would be along those lines that you know you got to let those guys, especially when you got a sighted uh, uh, team and, and especially in the world that we living in today, you know, they look at all that type of stuff and, you know, who's going to get the most views and all those other stuff. So I think that'll be a part of it. And I, and I really think, bro, uh, teams are tired of the, the SEC. Well, I'm, I ain't going to say teams. The, the the league is tired of the SEC just winning championships or the Alabamas and the Georgias or, you know, the LSUs and stuff like that. I think they're tired of that and – and I think they want something new, and I think that's why they're trying to spread it out even more. Hey, I got some. I got news for you. I miss, I miss that good football because I'm, I, I'm, I'd rather be tired of the same team winning than this watered down ass shit I'm seeing right now. I'm be real with you. Like I don't. I'm sorry, dog. I'm sorry to everybody out there that's a fanboy of fucking Coastal Carolina and Appalachian State. I'm sorry. I know your fanboys of those teams. It's not good football, dog. And they're not deserving. They're not deserving of this thing. It's parody. It's not parody, T Rich. People think people are getting confused with parody and watered down. Mm. There's a difference. Like parody means everybody's really good, T Rich. We got a good ass. SEC used to be really strong, top heavy. West was tough, heavy. You got Auburn, Arkansas. You had a lot of good teams every week. Right now, it's watered down. There ain't no yeah. parity. It's watered down. I, I just think there's a huge difference, and I don't think the common fan can tell the difference. So tell me this. Do y'all think that the SEC should play more outside teams, outside yeah. the conference to show, like, hey, yeah. this is not what y'all really think it is, bro. Like, it's different over here. Do we do stuff different? Uh, um, 
the thing is, Big T Rich and Smitty. The thing is, back in the day, I could see why they did it. Like your years, because you guys yeah. were top loaded, top to bottom. You guys had a bloodbath every single week. I get that. Like a lot of the other conferences, bitched and moan. Alabama playing Kent State because they had to play Georgia, LSU, Florida, Tennessee every week. So I got that. But I also, on the other side, Pete Carroll was like, we take on all comers. And he was traveling to blow out Auburn, blow out Arkansas when they were loaded with, with, with McFadden and T and, and Williams and, and, and Miss Mustang. Those Arkansas teams that had a lot of NFL talent. The Auburn team that was really good. He'd been 55 nothing. They blew out Oklahoma. SC was like, I'll go anywhere. I wish it was that again. Um, I liked when Alabama played SC a couple years ago, but SC is not the same SC either at that time. So, like, it's just kind of timing. I guess it's bad timing right now, I guess. Um, when when we had West Coast teams that were really good back in the day that could play against the SEC, now for the last at least few years, it hasn't been that. So, I guess that's probably why I, I see it different. Hey, shout out to E. Weddle, man. I know he in the chat tuning in, man. He's showing love to T. Rich, man. Shout out to E. E. What's wow. up, man? That dog on E, man. That's my guy, bro. The, it's the beard. That's my guy. Everybody yeah. love E. Weddle, man. That's a good dude right there. Let me ask you this, T. Rich, uh, real quick, going back to like NFL right now for a little bit. Who are those running backs right now that that, that, that you're you're a fan of? Like, who have you seen so far these first three weeks where you're like, man, like, I like what I'm seeing from this cat. Like, you know, he reminds me of myself. Or, or even if you don't, you just like his style of play. Who are those cats right now through these first few weeks that you're like, damn, like they balling? Well, I, I I know my I, I'm a big fan of uh, Josh Jacobs, bro. Like I, I love what that cat doing, bro. Like, and for him to keep you know to keep climbing the the the, the dog on top of the charts, bro, it, it's different, man. And a lot of people, I think he was one of the most underrated backs to come out of college, bro. Like what that kid has done, um, it, it's different. And I feel like out of Bama backs, bro, I feel like he's one of those backs that could have played with our time. Uh, but those cats from Miami, bro, right now. I'm about oh, to say, you brought it up. That rookie, what's his name? Devin uh, a, a Kane or whatever. 200 yeah. some yards, two touchdowns. Like, that cat running, bro. Is he running? What, bro, what they down there doing with that offense, too, man? Like, I'm sorry to skip forward, bro. Like, how do you put up 70 points in an NFL game? Talk about it. Like, so when it comes to stuff like that, should. The head coach be fired right then and there to make a to make a comment like, "Hey, well, that's embarrassing to be dancing." You worry about somebody dancing right now? Hey, unless T. Rich, they're all in on it. So that's the thing. I got the difference. Yeah. I think that he told that when he took that job, I think he said, "Look, it's going it's going to fall hard before I, I I I build it back up." I hope you I hope you understand this. It's a three year deal. I'm sure they gave him that in his contract or he wouldn't have took the job. I'm JB, sure. but how hard is going to fall? 70 points? <laughs> like, hey. And they kneel, they're, they're lit. Like, it's 70 points, eight minutes left in the game. I know. It could have been 100. I, and I, I saw spots in the third quarter where, Mc, where McDaniel kind of stopped pushing the gas pedal because I think they could have scored 100. Bro, yeah. like I like it literally looked like somebody was playing Madden out there, bro. Like, T -Rich, I, what, but let me ask you this: what, What's the biggest blow you guys have had? Uh, like in, in, in Bama, I feel like y'all used to kick some ass too, though. Like, have you have you ever scored seventy in in college? Probably right. No, man, I ain't, bro. I ain't never been a part of that, bro. Like, you got to think about this. Like, our games that we used to have, they used to be some dog fights. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. um. 
I think the most that we never put up was like 40, 40 mm. something. Know what I'm saying Nick was always conservative too, bro. Like he yeah. he wasn't about embarrassing number. I think and y'all ran Nick, heavy too, so the clock was kick ticking. So yeah, that makes sense. That yeah, makes and I sense. think when we played Michigan State in that Capital One Bowl. Um, we we put up like forty or fifty, something like that. And and Nick was hot, man. And and you know he he played. You know he was from Michigan State. Um, Eddie Lacy got in two plays and scored for like sixty on both of them, untouched. And he got mad at Eddie, bro. And it was just like, bro, like what he supposed to do? Like this man ain't been in all game. He get in for two plays at the end of the game, and he's he break loose. Like and it's coming into the next year <laughs> from a right. bowl game that we shouldn't even been in because the right. team we hey, had was right. like crazy. Before I bring Matt in, let me ask you this: the running back market. You got the kid in Miami for the Dolphins, who's 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 balling out, right? He's full, all gas, no breaks for him. You got you got my man in, in Swift, the Philadelphia native up yeah. in Philly, doing his thing. Balling. I think he's making like a million. Uh, I know the kid in Miami probably ain't making shit, but league minimum this year. And then you got these running backs all over the place. Algiers really ain't been paid up in Atlanta. Um, you got a lot of backs that are sprinkling hit and miss guys that are trying to get their money. Pearson uh, in, in in Houston. You got all these guys that are balling. <coughs> what do they do after this? Man, I, I think, bro, when you when you talk like that, man, and you think about the NBA, right? The NBA will give you a 10-day contract. And with that 10-day contract, shoot, yeah. if you if you don't balled out, hell, they gotta pay you big time. You get what I'm saying? Like. I think it almost should be like that with these running backs, bro, because, shoot, I mean, some of them, you know, need to be on a new contract. I get it. I mean, but, man, if these guys are getting off like that, bro, and you giving the guy 200 yards and you giving the guy, you know what I'm saying, you, you the spark of the team, why wouldn't you want to pay this guy? Why wouldn't you want to keep him there? And so they just do the backs wrong, man. So I don't know how to fix it. I don't know where to go from there. I can't do nothing but tell these kids, man, keep grinding, bro, and get, get your paper as much as you can. But I want them to realize too, like, bro, it's a business. It's a business, and so you know, don't don't get your hopes up for you know the the pay when it comes to you know what you're uh what you're capable of doing on the field. You know, keep doing you, and, and whatever you did to get there, do ten times more to stay there and, and to seal your deal on your you know your season, your career. Yeah, y'all know who's gonna change the market, in my opinion, B. John Robinson. I think if y'all if y'all ain't been watching B. John. He's different. Like he's different. He's different from a skill. If you watch that, I don't care about the stats. Watch how he runs on the field. That guy is a is a next. He's a different type of back. And I think Atlanta, when when his time comes, I would be shocked if Atlanta does not pay him the the bag because he's balling right now as a rookie. So like he's still young. So once it's time to pay him, there's no excuse of like, well, he's almost thirty or he. You can't say that he's young. He's been balling from the beginning. As long as he stays healthy, I think the Falcons are going to pay him that bag, and I think that will at least help them more. I'm not saying it's going to get back to the way it used to be, but I think that will at least put the market in a better position. I could be wrong, but that, that, that's my assumption, man. I love man, the way that kid's playing. But what this is what happened, man. You ball out as a rookie, and you balling and doing what you think, and you know maybe his numbers don't look because he's breaking a lot of tackles and he's having to do a lot. Um, trust me, I went through that, like, right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like especially my rookie year, man. I like I I led the lead, like especially my, my first three years. I I led the lead and broke tackles, and didn't play half of the season my last year in school in in in, in NFL. But my numbers wasn't up there because I'm breaking damn three to four tackles in the backfield. 
Right. And so with that, I think that he's still not going to be valued, bro, because that's how they do the running backs, dog. Like they, they just doing like that. I, I agree with T. Happy Thursday, everybody. T. What's, what's up, Matt? How you doing, Matt? You know, Matt? Hey, hey, up, hey, y'all guys didn't see Matt was in the background like this, so I tried. Well, I, I heard somebody hit Matt is I heard, here. I was like, hey, <laughs> I heard somebody hitting the bong, and I was like, is Sean Payton in this fucking thing? <laughs> I'm hanging out with Sean over here. I got to get right on Thursday. You feel me? It's either going to be the best show or the last show, dog. Um, okay, so first thing. Uh, everyone should be fired in Denver. They should just clean house. I mean, that was embarrassing. It was like a high school team against the pro team. Uh, two, um, the running backs are going to get fucked forever, bro. I mean, I, I feel like they, even when they did get paid back in the day, they were still fucked. I mean, yeah. think, think, think about the way the Hall of Fame fucks running backs. And Fred Taylor's not in the, in the Hall of Fame, dog. Fred crazy. Fred That's Taylor, crazy. Fred Taylor, like this generation, I say, who's Fred Taylor? And the kids are like, oh, no. And I'm like, yeah, you really love football, dog. You, you love football. Like, Freddie yeah. T's not in the hall. Like, you can name a 10, 10, 12, 15 other incredibly talented running backs that help their team win. Like, uh, Corey Dillon. Dog, do you understand how much of a fucking animal Corey Dillon was? Playing hey. trying to tackle Corey Dillon in the hole. And I'm hey. rounds, and I'm like, I got him. I don't got him. Like, it's... He's still kind of big, even as older. I said, he's still kind of big, dog. like yeah, yeah, he's he's really well. animal. Corey's different. So Corey's different. He's just hey, the, Bengals, the Bengals haven't even put Corey Dillon in their ring of fame. Yeah, they just uh, they just did Willie and Ocho Cinco, which I Willie Anderson's one of my guys. I love Willie. He's such a great dude, and he's been up for the Hall of Fame a couple of times too, and he hasn't gotten in yet. And they need to rectify that too, because Willie, did you know Willie Anderson in like I want to say fifteen years, give or take? Gave up like 11 sacks in 15 years. Yeah. That's crazy. This is what I was talking about yesterday with like, where are the complete players? And I wasn't one. I'm just asking. Uh, like, I'm just asking, where are like the complete great players again? Like, they're like, you remember like a, a guy like Carl Mecklenburg, the vanilla gorilla. All right. He played, he made the Pro Bowl at nose tackle, three technique, five technique, and middle linebacker. You just don't see that shit anymore. So I don't know. I miss I miss old football for the violence and you know just the the attitude and the way it is. T. Rich, let me ask you this, bro. Because we we kind of when did you go into college? T. I think he froze up. Oh, I didn't even know. Damn. T. 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 Rich, are you with me? <laughs> there you go. There you go. He's fucking back. That damn, that damn technology boy is a motherfucker. Listen, when hey, T, you oh. going to school? What year were you at, at Alabama? What was your first year? Uh, two thousand and nine, two thousand eleven, nine, ten. Okay, so <clears throat> there's crossover there between the generations, like the new CBA when it was signed and whatnot. I feel like the front seven has never changed. The game's not going to change for T. It's not going to change for, for, for Schmitty. It's not going to change for me. They can say they don't want the running back to lower their head running into the linebacker, but that's not realistic, and they'll never call it. Linebackers can still run through running backs. Running backs can still run through linebackers. The fullback on the mic or the will is still super fucking violent. I mean, it, the front seven hasn't really changed ever. The only thing I think you can't do is high-low, motherfucker. T, in your opinion, bro, do you think that the league is – I think it's two different games right now. I mean, how do you feel about the fact that the skill players and the quarterbacks are so protected, almost overprotected, like babies, 
And then the big guys are just like, oh, well, fuck it. We, they don't even need mouthpieces. Just let them go. Like, I, I'm, I'm struggling with that when they talk about safety. Man, you know, I, I feel like it's always been crazy. I mean, dated back to the, you know, the, the, the time situation, man. So I feel like, you know, they don't protect the runners that guys are getting paid to get hit every play. And I feel like that is crazy. Even with the linemen, bro, like, like you, you will catch some stuff nowadays, bro. Like you see guys like really just take shots, bro. And it'd be crazy to me. And it's just like, shots. like yeah, we're not, we're not going to protect these guys. Like we're not going to protect these guys that, that that's doing this every play. Like bro, as a lineman, y'all down there fighting every damn play. That's yeah. hard. Like I, <laughs> like I like to ask about my kids and I like to go down there and, you know, and I try to big man cause I'm bigger than them. But as you can doing all that damn fussing down there, bro. Like it'd be like, man, listen, I'm gonna go shoot this three. <laughs> Every single play is like a car crash. We don't need a football, as Matt always says, man, to play our game, to play our sport. No matter what's going on on the outside, we're banging every single play. I need, I need a phone game. booth, baby. That's about it. Give me a phone booth and some grass, and we're good. Yep. And but listening to our conversation, and we and we say stuff like this. Oh, now we soft. You know, or now we, you know, oh, y'all get paid to do this. Well, damn, what? <laughs> What are we supposed to do when we, we and we can't get paid because now we ain't protected and you know they 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 made the T rich rule where you can't you know duck your head and all this other stuff what the crown of your helmet all oh, that's that's BS like how do we that's what they call it bro like like how do they protect like how do we protect ourselves with that though like is your whole life you've been taught to hey lean with that head first or you know and I'm not saying go in and just have your head down and but you you ran through the hole like this yeah. yeah. Like, how do you not protect yourself? Like, that's instantly, like, you know, that's a, refre- a reaction. Like, to go down and, you know what I mean, to, to drop that bean bucket. Like, I don't get it, drop, man. Drop that bean bucket. Damn straight. I like that. <laughs> bean bucket. Drop that bean bucket. Drop that bean bucket. Before you get out of here, I got to ask you both something. Um, up, dog. Put a nice beat to it. I'm going to hang out with Little and Snoop Dogg all weekend, so maybe I'll talk to him and be like, we got a new track, T-Rich, and Smitty and I came up with Bean Bucket, son. I need a beat. Give me a beat! He'll just drop one, <laughs> smoke the blunt, Bean Bucket, that motherfucker. JB can sit in the back in his fucking Impala. And- oh, yeah, with, ah! with the drop pot. Yeah. <laughs> super dope. That boy Snoop Dogg will be like, B, E. Hey, <laughs> hey, drop that Bean Bucket, and you know we're here to win. And then, hey, I can put a little center action in there, like, flick the bean. Flick the bean. Oh! <laughs> hey, uh, T-Rich, before you leave, dog, you think there's something to the fact that these cats are moving around more than we've ever seen before? Like, these <laughs> cats that are asking to be traded to Matt's point are hurting, especially up front? Because we see D-line kind of i don't know what matt thinks i think matt agrees with me on the most part d-line c ball hit ball is much easier to teach than 5-0 linemen learning every mic protection slide front and when cats are not bought into that particular o-line coach and program or organization and they're looking to leave and you see that more and more it's a lot easier for max crosby to beat a new tackle right up the field that don't know the whole fucking slide and don't know the front and then you got to insert a new back into the protection. To me, it seems like D-line's going to win for a while until O-line men understand that they need to stay and put for a while. But right now, this is a free game market. Everyone's leaving, and I think it happens with the running back too. Go ahead, man. Real, real quick, the fact I played both in the league. I had to move positions from nose three to guard center. Uh, 
Defensive line, super fucking easy. You have a gap, read your key, play hard, chase the ball. There's your job. O-line, way different. Whoa, holy fuck. So, yeah, I agree with that. That's someone else talk. Yeah, and I feel like, man, with O-line, bro, you got to be different smart, right? Because um, I've sat in those meetings with those guys to, you know, to, to see how they was thinking. Like, they got to do all that shit. They're thinking tired as hell. Um, they got to, you know, knowing who's the mic. You know, they got to know, you know, what the front is, all this other stuff. And so when, when you're on D-line, bro, you can just see ball, hit ball. And, you know, with that, I mean, they fill a gap and all this other stuff. But Yeah, they that, do. Like, and that's not, you know, shaming any, you know, defensive line. But, I mean, like I tell my son or the kids that I coach, like, hey, bro, as a defensive player, you see ball, hit ball for the, as far as the D-line. Um, you know, it, it, I don't – I don't. you don't have to make the game a game of chess when you're playing D-line. Um, you can make it tic-tac-toe. You can make it dogged on checkers. Not saying that my guys are, you know, not able to do, you know, what the O-line doing. But I think on a run, um, O-line got to, you know, make sure that they block in the correct way, in the right stance, um, make sure they're reading the right guys. If they do it in twist, they're doing a cross dog. They, they got to sort that out, who they blocking. You know, they got to get a back to their call, you know, because if a double bear, they got to give them, you know, a, you know, you got a five man down, you know, I'm taking everything else. You get you get the linebackers and you get, you get all that. You know, they got to they gotta read all that, man, on a run. They got to be just as smart as a quarterback to me. And and look, I, the, the offensive and defensive line, they're so similar from, like, a, a leverage standpoint and hand placement. And, like, when I'm setting it right guard and I'm using my outside hand as a bait hand and my inside hand as a torque hand and I'm not trying to overset my man, well, it's the same as, like, when I was playing three technique and I would come off the ball and I would try and reach with my inside hand to get the get the outside shoulder or the inside shoulder and grab the seam and pull, or if I'm going after an elbow to open up my shoulder. So it's all so relative and similar, but it's very different. One of them you're kind of backpedaling, but you're you're trying. I always say to my guys that I work with, uh, you know, I want you to be patiently aggressive, never passive. But on defense, like I I, I am of the mindset these days that everybody is playing the run on the way to the pass. Well, not everyone, but most, most guys and most systems. I am of the mindset of, I want to earn the right to rush the passer on first and second down. So yeah, I know if I can play a double team, if I know they're about to deuce heavy Rico or quick, if I know they're going to cat call, if I know they're gator pulling, if I can be proactive as a defensive lineman and actually, actually think a little bit and not just be a rockhead and play my gap. You can make so many goddamn plays. It's why I love Bobby Yaga so much. It's why I love Max Crosby so much. Because he is, he stands up and goes, oh, you're motioning me. Okay, I know what's coming. They're going to fucking pinch me and roll the tackle. Or I know I'm one-on-one and now I'm going to win. Or you're going to try and block me with two tight ends here. Good luck. I'm just taking the inside move, getting vertical and making a play. So the smart player is going to win on defense a lot because they're more athletic. They're faster. A lot of the times they're just better athletes 99.9% of the time. Um, but that said, when you flip it and Bill Callahan, the great Bill Callahan, and if you don't know who that is, Google him. He's one of the gurus for offensive line play in history, in my opinion. He was the head coach at Nebraska in 04 when I played CU. We played him in Lincoln, and I, I cheap shot at the quarterback out of bounds really bad, and I was happy about it. I got up and yelled some motherfuckers at him and pointed and like pushed somebody, and it was big, sprung up on the sideline. And he runs over and he's like, all right, get out of here, 60. And I was like, man, fuck you, Bill. And then uh, two years later or three years later, I walked in and he was the old line coach for the Jets at the time. And he always used to walk by me in, in line. And I'd be on, I'm the only like white dude in the, in the entire defensive room. And like, 
you know, I'm try hard and I'm like, fuck, I'm chasing the ball and I'm trying, baby. And he used to walk by me and be like, you'd be a good old lineman. I'd be like, man, fuck you, Bill. Stop, bro. I'm an athlete. Leave me alone. And so I walk in and they go, do you want a job or do you want to play defense? And I was like, job. And they go, you're a guard. And I was like, cool. And Bill looked at me and said, now you know the snap count. Now you know where you're going. Play as hard as you did on defense and you will be, you'll play for 15 years. And I was like, that's all I needed to hear. I was like, deal, fucking teach me. So I, I showed up with that man every day for a calendar year of a football season, an hour before the meetings every morning. So he could sit down and teach me how to package everything rather than trying to learn a playbook this thick. So package personnel, package fronts, package defensive personnel, package looks three by one, two by two, oh, two empty, oh, one empty, you know, like 11 empty and motioning back in. They can only do so many things. So the ability when I played defense for so long and then I moved to offense, I automatically know what they're doing defensively. I know when they're running under and pirating. I know when they're pinching. I know when they're teeing and eating. And it's changed the way I coach. So the ability to do both was huge. The ability to learn both was huge from great coaches. And then like having guys like Alan Fanica, I mean, when Alan Sand signed with the, with the Jets, bro, he like took me under his wing and taught me like the bait torque. That's where I got that. The, the short setting is where I got they, I, he used to help the shit out of me. And then I know like all Cincinnati Bengal fans are about to cringe, but if you don't know who Kimo, Kimo Von Ohoffen is, he was an unbelievably good four technique defensive lineman in the NFL for years. He also signed with the Jets from Pittsburgh when he was a free agent. And he never played offensive line in his life. And I, I think I learned more about offensive line play from him, just working with him extra than any than almost anybody. So I guess my point to all of this is a football player is a football player. You can take me anywhere in relation to my size and skill set. You want me to play guard? Okay. Give me a week. Let me figure this out and I'll be, I'll give you everything. You want me to play nose tackle? Okay. Give me a week and I'll fuck, I'll make the fucking center's life hell. You want to play three technique? I can get that done too. You want me to play seven? I can get that done. You want a four? I can get that done. You need an H-back or a fullback, a big guy on the line of scrimmage or in the backfield on short yardage that can run out and catch the ball. I don't know if I can get that done, but I can try. So, <laughs> I, I hey, think T-Rich, before you get out of here, I got to ask you, are you, are you, and I don't know if you know about this, Matt, and Big Smitty and I talked about it. We didn't want to talk too much about it, but it's starting to kind of spiral out of control. Are you uh, privy to this Chandler Jones situation? Bro, that man, listen, that's stuff. That, that, that's it's serious, bro. And that makes me think about you know when I was with the coach, bro. Like I've I've literally heard a GM tell somebody, or tell me that you're dead to me. Um, and it's just like, bro, how can you tell a, a, somebody that that you you know trade for? And I've heard them tell LeRon Landry that, and it was just like, bro, we, how can we even play for this guy? Like that makes you look at football different, bro. Like. I, it, the mental health in that stuff, stuff bro, is serious. And down to, like they don't take that shit serious enough, and they think they can, they can just pay you. You gonna shut the hell up, and that's not it. Especially these days when you got social media and, and it's a whole movement on you know cyber bullying and all this other shit, and you can get it out there. And they we gonna make your ass pay. You gonna sit up here and talk shit me or you know make me feel a, a certain type of way. And this man has went to that mental hospital, and now it's just like bro, like. You know, I get it. You know, you got to be coached tough, but it's certain shit that you don't do. Because I had to tell my gym, like, bro, I'm going to tell you like this. You know, where I'm from, that means one or two things. Uh. And, hey, 
you talking about my life now. You get what I'm saying? You, and I got kids back at home. And so right. I get it. You know, you can you can mother F a person all day. You can call them slap dicks all day. But it's certain shit, JB. You just know, you know, like I know, that you're not going to do, especially talking to one of these kids that ain't had shit in life. Mm. And that some shit, like, they, they, this day off. You know what I'm saying? So you got yeah, you talk- I don't know if you've seen these. He's, he's trending right now on Twitter. Yeah, he's crying on social media. Uh, he basically he's making allegations that uh that Josh McDaniels had Aaron Hernandez uh killed in jail and all that. it's all kind of shit going on right now I think he's kind of like it's bad right now I hope he gets help T's and P's because the motherfucker is bad on social media right now he's out in Vegas and everybody's just like going crazy on him right now on social media I think all the mainstream media is now getting involved with them from what I'm seeing on the ticket, oh, they had like some some people like on the security or whoever like like they they had him on suicide like suicide watch over yeah, his so last few weeks. Look, look I, I don't want to elaborate on this a little bit because I know Josh really well. Well, yeah. really well, but I played for him, and it was you know 10, 12 years ago, but still it's, it's pretty much the same shit. Look, I'm 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 Team Chandler Jones here, bro, 100. percent There's no fucking way you're gonna get me to to believe that Josh McDaniels is the nice guy here and he didn't do something or say something or constantly ride this man into the hole that he's in right now, Mm. period. Like Josh McDaniels is a piece of shit. He is not a good person, period. All right, and I'm just gonna be real right now. I'm gonna tell you a story that, that is not a story. This is my life and it crushed me. It was the last time I ever walked in an NFL facility. It was the most disrespectful moment of my life and I'm. I'm lucky that I had self-control and he's lucky I was on crutches. Okay. So in 2011, I think um, I got hurt off the field really bad with the Broncos. Okay. My, my best friend at the time, Justin Bannon, we were on a golf course and Justin's in prison now for 20 years for a bunch of other shit, but we're on a golf course. Lonnie Paxton was out there. You know, they're going downhill. You know, the story, he hit me going about 50 miles an hour, fucked me up real bad. And it was like, I never got to play again. Like it was the reason I had to retire. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the, I'm in the training room two days later and I'm trying to like rehab because I'm at that point, I'm sitting there like, okay, I need to come back from this. I had nine injury waivers I had to sign, but it is what it is. Josh McDaniels little bitch ass walks into the training room. And sticks his fucking head in the, in the door. And I'm up, if anybody that's ever played for the Broncos, the training room down here, like the, the hot tub and the cold tub are elevated. So you have to like, if you ever seen Peyton Manning with his helmet on with his foot in the tub, that's essentially what I was doing when I was to my knee. So, and I'm on I'm crutches, I can't chase this motherfucker. So he walks in and opens the door and he doesn't say, how are you doing? He didn't call me afterwards when I was in the hospital. He, nothing, like I reached out to him, no response. I see him when I see him on Tuesday or whatever. And he opens the door and goes, Golf cart, huh? And laughing hysterically. And just turns around and walks out. And I, I was like, man, fuck you, Josh. I was not happy. I thought it was a real bitch move. And he just turned and walked off snickering. And I got up. I dried myself off. I crutched into the fucking locker room. I put all my shit in a black plastic bag. I turned around and said, this isn't a fucking family or a football team. That's a fucking total narcissist that doesn't give a shit about his players. I could have dropped dead and he would have made a joke about it. You guys think this is fucking funny? 
you guys think that me putting in fucking work for 20 years to get to this point and lose my career because of this is fucking funny? You think the fact that I have to sue my best friend now potentially to get money because you guys aren't going to cover an off the field fucking uh, injury and you're I'm blackballed, right, for being what? For walking on a golf course and getting hit? Sorry, I can't see left. I know that's fucking funny too, right, Josh? Ha ha, motherfucker. So... I, look, I personally think that he probably did this to Chandler Jones on purpose to get rid of him or to cause a turmoil so it doesn't look bad for Josh. But Josh McDaniels is a total piece of shit. He's a terrible coach. You should not trust him at all. He'll throw you under the bus as fast as he can, point in case. I don't know any players that, are, that appreciate and respect this man. Everybody loathes him that we played with. And to be honest with you, that 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 is soulless shit. If you don't have any compassion for people when they work for something their whole lives and then it just blows up in front of them, like Josh McDaniels is the kind of fucking guy who like blames mental health on the person. They're weak. Why would they need to go see a shrink? How, how could he kill himself? What a pussy. That's what this motherfucker thinks like. And I personally think he's, he's a cancer and the Raiders get everything they deserve by hiring him. And I'm team Chandler Jones here. I'm team player 100%. You know, I know that like that story, I'm sure there's going to be people like laughing and shit about it. Again, you'll never do that to me. You'll only do it in the chat. And, you know, like this is this is our life. When we the reason we get paid so well, like T. Rich brought this up earlier, like fans giving a shit. Well, I'm out of the league at 30. So my earning potential from 22 to 30, I got to stack chips, dog. I don't get to make fucking 10 million dollars a year when I'm 31, when I get out of the league. Everybody out here in the real world, like, I'll just be real here. Like, Altitude Sports Radio, I love doing it and shit. It's fun, but it's a hobby, bro. I make $50 an hour. It's not right. like, it's, it's a fucking, it's a joke. I can't, I couldn't even do it if I didn't have other businesses. Yeah. So, like, the, this perception that everybody out here is, like, rolling in Scrooge McDuck fucking coins. Number one, that's wrong. Very, very few of us have fuck you money. There's no guaranteed contracts in the NFL. And if you don't, if you don't get everything you can get up front, you're never going to get it in the back end because the NFL's pension department won't give you your 401k and they won't give you your annuity and they won't give you your fucking disability. And you can't get your neurocog benefit because I'm not drooling on myself, even though my head hurts, like benefits that I earned that I can't get that they fight me about. So look, man, I think that the players, even though they do have more power than they ever have, they don't have enough. And I wouldn't be I wouldn't be mad if everyone just went on strike again, because I personally think that there's a massive fucking problem. And it starts with shit like this. There's no accountability for being a piece of shit at the top anymore. Sean Payton can treat his guys however they want. And they have to take it because if not, he'll just cut them and blame it on them. And by the way, he is self-sabotaging 100 percent. Like the fact that McDaniels can get another job when people just loathe him and he's such a piece of shit. Like, come on, man. At some point, you've got to look at guys like Mike McDaniel and Kyle Shanahan and dudes that can actually relate to their players and, like, give a shit about them and care. I mean, and the, the, this is the other thing. Like, Mike Tomlin, there's a reason Mike Tomlin is so revered. I saw him yesterday in a video with George Pickens, and he's like, George's got four guys working around him. And he's like, oh, you need a stretch therapist and a massage. And he's giving him shit and joshing him, and that's what friends and coaches do. And then he goes, I don't give a fuck what we got to do, pick. If you need seven guys, I'll get you seven guys. You just go out there and ball the fuck out on Sundays, homie. And that's what coach-player relationships are supposed to be. It's not supposed to be one way. And it damn sure is not supposed to be Josh McDaniels just levying this, like, Joffrey hammer over and over again. Like, he's this little fucking 
ruler of the NFL world when in actuality he doesn't he hasn't figured out yet that the players support him. You can't mm. win without players, dog. You can't just get rid of your whole team in Denver and expect to win. Same thing in Oakland or in Vegas. So I know I'm talking a lot there, but that that should give you a portal to Josh McDaniels. Anybody that thinks that like Chandler, yeah, is Chandler Jones in, in crisis right now? Yes. Should we be helping this man instead of fucking criticizing him? 1,000% help him. Don't criticize him. And anybody that has the fucking audacity to criticize mental health and the ability to go get help and the ability to say you need help, you're the fucking problem, you bitch. You're the one that's actually fucking fucked up in the head, not the person that's asking for help. Sorry. Yeah. I always say, Matt, mental, mental health chooses us. We don't choose mental health. It's clearly chosen him right now, and he he's – He's got a fucking uh he he's desperately seeking something right now. Somebody well, look, he's, he's seeking our help to me. The fact that he's out here publicly doing stuff, that's well, that's his way of you know. If you're one of us, Google Gobble, one of us, if you're one of us and you put that shit out on social, that's a cry for help, dude. Period. Yeah, yeah. I, I would if, never unless it serious. it has to be that serious. Yeah, yeah. bro. If you put that stuff no Chandler. Like that's the last of the yeah, that's the last of the last. You put that shit on social media, bro. Especially like us, like as men, as right. you know, you've been told your whole life, you know, don't be soft and all this other stuff, right? Where that's that's natural for a man to think like that, you know. Well, I can't talk to nobody, you know, and, and you know, I bro, I've been through that, bro. Like I seen it, bro. Um, IGM, bro. Like he he put us through so much bullshit. Hell. Um, Bro, and I and and, it, and I lost the love of the game. I didn't want to play ball no more. My biggest dream became my biggest nightmare. Mm. Um, so and that's that like T. What were you the third pick? Third pick, bro. Third like, pick. like it, it, I don't think people understand the amount of people in the NFL that are like. Have you ever been around somebody or been in a relationship with somebody that sucks the positivity out of you all the time? And there doesn't matter what's going on. It's always just like it's just the toxic all the time. It doesn't matter what you do. That what happened five months ago is, is what happening right now. It doesn't matter. You can't move forward. It's always negative, and that's the way they try and, like, motivate. Well, God damn it, that happens in the NFL so much, bro. Kids come in, and they've got a zeal for the game and a zest, and they love it, and they get their first check, and it's all good, and, like, one bad thing's happen, or you fumble, or you fucking miss a block, or you get in trouble, and then all of a sudden – the narrative flips and all of a sudden the people that were supporting you are all of a sudden taking shits on you. And it, it it's easy for a young guy to go, well, what the fuck, man? You just told me you loved me and I was part of this family. It's hard when you get to the league. And I was undrafted, but I can only imagine how T will respond to this. When you get to the league and you buy into this football's family bullshit and then you figure it out real fast that it's all just cutthroat business, it takes a part of the game that you love from you, in my opinion. Yeah, bro. We got, one minute. we got to take a break and get out of here. I appreciate you guys coming on here, man, as always. Uh, got Steve Kim coming on. Um, T Rich Thursdays. Pound the like, subscribe, become a member, follow T Rich um, and Matt McChesney, 6 0 Academy, 6 0 Body Bags. Go get you some at 6 0 Equipment.com. Check it out. Much love, T. Rich, man. Make sure your baby's all right. I hope his hands are back. And then uh, Matt. He's getting right. Yeah, tomorrow's right, good. Hey, okay. who plays tonight? Lions. Packers and Lions. The Midway. Lions, Packers. Nice. And, and Green Bay or in Detroit? Green Bay. Minus one, Green Bay. That'll be a good game. Maybe unless the refs fuck it up. Have a good day.
Later. All right, T-Rich. Right, All right, man. Appreciate y'all. Love, bro. Appreciate brother. Love, love always, my guy. T-Rich Thursdays, y'all. That was good. That was powerful, man. We even planned for that, man. And, and from one powerful uh, guest to another one, Steve Kim is in the building. How you doing, hey, Steve? Steve Kim, come in and just shit on everybody now, please, so we can get this thing going. Nah. Morning, fellas. What's going on? What up, <laughs> What up, Steve? All right. So, on your segment on Fearless yesterday with Jason Whitlock, did he or did he not say he was on his way here no. this weekend for Football Palooza and the Canal? Oh, Jeremy, you lied to me. He not pulling up? He said he bought a ticket. He did not necessarily say he was going to utilize that ticket, but he well, has bought for it. Then. He called me. He called me yesterday morning and said, I got a ticket. Where will I stay at? And, and he I told him. Yeah, well, he bought a ticket. And he said, like, this is trending that way, but he didn't necessarily explicitly say that he was going to execute on the ticket. Well, I hope he lets me know because that tells me how much food to buy. Right. <laughs> you gotta buy a whole new cow if Whitlock's pulling up. So you're gonna have to like prepare for hey, that. Whitlock's lost some weight though. Whitlock's lost some weight. No. You know I'm messing with him. Me and Whitlock, we always go back and forth with the weight thing. Whitlock looks good. Uh, he lost a ton of weight. Uh, I, I lost know. some weight too. We both losing weight, so it's good. So. Well, either way, Steve, it's football palooza. It's Canelo fight in the theater. I'm gonna I might I think I might smoke a brisket. I might smoke a brisket. Mm. Brisket, wings. We need some uh barbecue meatball. Why, why do you care? You're not coming. I'm pulling oh. up. I'm going to be there hundred percent. I'm a man of my word. Wow. If, if I look uh -oh. you in the eye, I'm from the air, Steve. When you shake a you shake a man's hand, you look at him in the eye, you give him your word, your word is your bond. I will be there mm. this Saturday. There might be some other special guests, is what I'm being told, but we're gonna keep that undercover. Ooh, keep that yeah. undercover. Yeah, we're gonna keep that on the low. I level. heard some rumors too, so mm -hmm. we'll see. Yeah, we can't tell one person about the other though. Um, all right, Steve. <laughs> Brass tax tonight's football game, Thursday night football, NFL. We got college football as well this weekend. Tomorrow's football game, college-wise, I don't think anyone's talking about Oregon State, Utah is a big one. Love that game. I love that, it. That's too. a game where Oregon State can kind of get their mojo back. And at a certain point, Utah's going to need Cam Rising. That offense has scuffled even since game one. With, with Cam Rising, a healthy, good version, they are a threat to make the playoffs. Without him, they could lose just about anybody. Okay. Because mm. last week, they had a pick six first play of the game. They picked off an RPO, and then they scored one more touchdown. And I still like Oregon State a lot, but they got to get more consistent play out of DJU. Last two weeks, he's he's been DJU, okay? Um, also, the other game that I like, Louisville, North Carolina State, people don't realize Coach Brom, that's a serious coach, and he's got that quarterback that used to be his, that wasn't his, now he's his at Louisville locker. Louisville could be a sleeper here. They play Notre Dame at home, in about two weeks. Mm. So if they beat NC State, and I think they should be favored, even though I think they're on the road, that game becomes very, very pivotal. Louisville is one of those games I tell my fellow Miami fans, guys, we talk about Clemson and Florida State. I said, don't overlook Louisville. Um, again, Coach Brom, that guy's going to have that program going good. Good friend of mine. I played I played for Brom yeah. in the Arena League. Great dude. My oh, boy, for real? Great. 
Yeah, Derek McGee will be here next week on the show after their bye week. Uh, he's the OC, titled OC. He's been with Braun forever. Um, he recruited Lamar Jackson and AR5 both uh, and and played for both. So he played him for both of them. So he uh, he's going to come on the show and tell your AR5 story and Lamar's story and why Lamar has digressed. Um, he's going to talk about that. So that'll be big. Uh, I can't wait to hear. I, I have a lot of questions for you, Coach Brom. So we can't wait. No, it's going to be Garrick McGee that comes on. Oh, Garrick McGee, uh, my question for you. Lamar. Um, Steve, tonight's game, Monsters of the Midway, because the Bears are just horrible, and that used to be the Midway. Um, the the Packers game, Jordan Love and um, and uh, Jared Goff, where are, you, where are you leaning towards tonight? I think Detroit's a better team, but Jordan Love has been pretty good. That, that's a kid with the future. And big comeback last week. I know Derek Carr got hurt, and all of a sudden the, the Saints couldn't get out of their own way offensively. But Jordan Love, I, I believe Christian Watson will be playing tonight. So you got Romeo back, I believe. Yeah, so there's some weapons there. Uh, Green Bay, they found a quarterback. That kid's good. He looks the part, delivers on time most of the time. There was a soft, catchable pass. But, look, I'm a believer in Detroit. and David Montgomery, I read, is not going to be playing, so we're going to get another healthy dose. Yeah, he is playing. He is playing. Okay, but I, I don't understand this. If you're going to draft Jameer Gibbs and give up a guy like DeAndre Swift, use him. You, you can't put him on layaway. It's not the way it works. But uh, where is that game, Green Bay or Detroit? Green Bay. Green Bay. Uh, that's a tough one then. And then. Divisional road games are generally tough. But this is the type of game that Detroit has to win now if they're going to be taken seriously. A win puts them at 3-1. and one. If you go 3-1 and one every month, as Tony Dungy would say, you're going to do a lot of good things. So this is a pivotal game, and they can start to really take hold of that division. They are the better team. They're a little bit more mature than they were last year. And I will go with the spot here. Um, I'll take Detroit. Detroit's minus two on the road. Mm. The line's been shifting, and it's been uh, very interesting. I think that Seattle game woke Detroit up a little bit, so we'll see how they respond. I think that's catapulted Seattle as well. But uh, it's going to be a – I think it's a field goal game. I think it's a field goal game tonight, one way or the other. I'm not sure on who to pick, but let's dive into this. Uh, let's dive into tomorrow and, and – uh, and Saturday's game, since we'll be there, football palooza watching them. Um, like I said, Utah, Oregon State tomorrow is a big one. Oregon State minus three and a half right now in Corvallis. Uh, I think Utah's defense is going to make DJ look average again. Unfortunately, he's going to look yeah. like he did it in Clemson. But um, Penn State Northwestern, nothing to watch there. Man, SC Colorado boy. obviously will be a big, big game. SC minus 21 and a half. Do they cover that? Well, I think SC will score at least 30. The question is, can they keep Caleb Williams and that juggernaut below 50? This is one thing about SC's defense. They're not very good, but they have a pretty good sack rate. They actually rush the passer fairly well. And that's probably because teams have to throw really early. Boy, that's a tough one. I would stay away from that one. I don't like that number either way, to be honest with you. I agree. I really don't, because I, I do think SC scores on everybody, but defensively, they, they have not shown the improvement I thought they would. I, at what point does, does Riley start to say to Alex Grinch, Alex, you are on the clock here as, as my defensive coordinator? I, uh, shit, last spring? Mm -hmm. uh, 
Steve, I got to ask you though. This to me, this weekend slate's better than last weekend slate, um, mm. and especially here at the Football Palooza, we're gonna have it cracking. Uh, Big Smitty does show up and get off. You know, <laughs> the wife lets him out the house. Well, they uh, got all the potpourri and the soap at Bed Bath and Beyond. They're good. I will be there early you might have afternoon. to buy linens at Macy's. They're going out of business, so maybe you know, maybe we'll see. I got I got a few errands to run early in the morning with the wife, and then uh, I'm gonna head head your way. Yeah, I'm be- sorry, y'all, that I'm in love and I found my partner, and you guys have, and I apologize. Okay. Hey, 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 hey coach, yourself. save this clip. Pulled pork and shit already done ready. Um, <laughs> Florida, Kentucky, Kentucky's four and zero right now. Mister Stoops, good friend of mine, he is uh, he is four and zero. Kentucky minus one. At home in Kentucky. In I like Kentucky. They've actually gotten over that Florida jinx. And this is the type of game that Devin Leary has brought in to win. Devin Leary is, is a sharp shooting, kind of a pinpoint passer. I, I like Kentucky at home. They they oh, used to be immense. They didn't beat them for 30 years, by the way. And then Mark Stoops got in, their old defensive back coach. I, I really like the job he did at Miami. He's a good coach. They win games. I Let's see if this Florida offense which is built now on the run game. They have a really good one-two punch with Johnson and uh, uh, ATN can travel. I have my doubts. I have a feeling this is going to look a lot like the Utah game, so I'll take the Wildcats. Uh, Georgia-Auburn, always a classic, even though Auburn's not as good. Hugh Freeze got has Auburn 3-1. and one. They're much more organized and structured than they have been under uh, uh, my main man, Brian Harson, who's a complete fucking idiot. Anyway, um, Georgia Auburn, anything to worry about? I mean, I think it's about the spread. Here's the problem that Auburn has right now in year one with Hugh Freeze. One quarterback, Peyton Thorne, I don't think is athletic enough to really run that full offense. The other one, Robbie Ashford, can't throw his way out of a wet paper bag. And look, Georgia isn't quite as dominant as they have been the last two years. That's only natural. But make no doubt about it, if you look at the talent index, the star rating index. They are still the most talented team in the country. So, yeah, um, you know, I, I will go with the chalk. I'm not going to get very bold here. I like Georgia. I, I think that it's 1A, 1B, most talented teams in the country. The next team here, Michigan, um, Nebraska. I don't know. Guess what? I think this game's going to be tight. This game's at Nebraska, right? At Nebraska, minus 17 right now at Michigan. Okay. I kind of like the points. I think Matt Rule has settled things down. They kind of fixed their, not really fixed, but they've settled the quarterback situation. That Jeff Sims thing just didn't work out. Michigan has looked a little bit mediocre. I'm not saying they're not the second best team in the country, but there have been stretches where I've said, are they really dominant? Especially after Harbaugh returned, they looked worse than they did with them out of Without yeah, us. well, Rutgers is a scrappy team. Shiano's actually rebuilding that. You know what? Give me the 17. Ooh. Give me the 17 in Lincoln. Okay. I'm uh, not mad about that. I'm going to skip this game because I'm going to come back to this game because this game that I'm going to talk about is an intriguing one to me. But let's go to LSU Ole Miss. Both need a win bad, I believe, in my opinion. They're both 3-1. and one. It's in Oxford. Um, and... The line is a little LSU minus two and a half in at Ole Miss. Um, I think Lane bounces back and gets the dub by a field goal. Well, I kind of like LSU here. Mm. I think they're just a much more free-flowing offense. Lane's offense is okay. 
But once again, it got throttled uh, by Alabama, which I know is not a big sin, but LSU has a particular pattern. From last year, they got they had some troubles early, then they got it going. That LSU offense with Daniels and Malik Neighbors starting to stretch its legs out, putting up a lot of numbers. I like LSU on the road here. Oklahoma, Iowa State. No way Oklahoma wins by 20. That's my personal opinion. Mm. You know what? I'll take Oklahoma. They've been rolling off. Iowa State looks like Matt Campbell stayed at that job a bit too long. He should have parlayed that into a better situation a year or two ago. Brent Venables, that defense is looking like a Brent Venables defense. And Dylan Gable, Gables has played pretty well this year. Um, I think they pull away late. I think they cover that number. Oklahoma's played absolutely you, no. me, and City. They played us three. Us three, we played against Oklahoma this year. You, Us three, we got Whitlock and Matt, and we went out and played them. That's who they've been playing. Control with you control, though, at the end of the day. City. Look who they played. It Look matters. who Iowa State has played and lost to, though. It matters. I get it, too, but I'm like, eh, we're going to get into some conference play now. Oklahoma's going to 30-ball them. They're going to 30-ball them, y'all. Not a, not a new addition conference play in Cincinnati, who's been a group of five team for their whole fucking existence. So now we're playing real conference play. I think Oklahoma struggles. I don't think Oklahoma. Watch out for Andrell Anthony, Oklahoma receiver. He's going to ball outside. You heard it here first. Yeah. Hey, uh, Steve, (laughs) real quick. South Carolina, Tennessee. South Carolina's got Tennessee last year after that big-time injury with the quarterback. They go to South Carolina expecting to win. They get beat. Tennessee redeemed themselves this week. Minus 12, Tennessee at Knoxville. Minus 12. You know, I still don't trust the consistency of Joe Milton. Mm. South Carolina can still move the ball. Uh, give me South Carolina. So they're getting 12? Yeah. Well, that seems inf- – I will take the 12 with South Carolina. Mr. Rattler? Yeah, I'm going – I agree yeah. with that. Any concern? Alabama minus 14 and a half in Starkville? That's a tough – I still don't like that Alabama offense. It really is about kind of playing ball control and throwing over the top two, three times a game. Hmm. But that Alabama defense is still incredibly good. That's a tough one. I I would probably take. Hmm. You know what? I'm going to take the points at home. Starkville. All right. Fresno State, I see him completely putting up 50 on Nevada. That's not a worry to me. Notre Dame Duke is a very interesting game. Battle of the Brains. Notre Dame has to bounce back after the debacle with 10 people. They had 20 people on their last two plays. Um, Minus six, Notre Dame, in Durham. I'll take Duke. You like Duke? I think Duke's a real team. And Riley Leonard is a first-round quarterback. They're well-coached. And then you know this, Coach. This is all about the emotion and the momentum. Notre Dame has to be a deflated team. They left it all on the line into losing the 59th and 59th second or 57 seconds. Uh, And the way they lost that game. And by the way, that game was not just lost in the 10 men on the field. Uh, They should have kept running the ball in that last drive. And when when they threw that incomplete screen pass, I said, what the f*** is he doing, Freeman? Hey, Freeman, just run the damn ball and run the clock. Hey, I saw the worst calls I've seen this year. I, Lou Holtz came out and said it, too. Well, I don't know why we didn't run the ball. The Ohio State wasn't the opponent. The clock was. Yeah, um, at, at a certain point, yards are worth more than 
the clock, but sometimes time's worth more than yardage. And that is the mm. art of of um, time and game management and clock management. And also the variable is how much time's left on the game and field position. Marcus Freeman, in my view, had to do one thing. You had to make Ohio State take that last timeout or let the clock keep running. As soon as that screen pass went incomplete, I said, uh-oh, these things matter. And he, hey, I, 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 that's where I thought the game was lost. Did you see Zach Smith's breakdown this morning? Not yet, no. He uh, He's breaking news out there. He's He's got Notre Dame four clips of 10 on the field during the game. Yeah, so they and look that their old coordinator is a guy that I'm familiar with, Al Golden. That's an operational situation. That's inexcusable. That is inexcusable in game number four. Yeah. Um, any trouble watching Arizona at all? You see? Well, that that's another conference road game. And Minus eighteen and a half. Yeah, see, that's a tough number because look, Jed Fish is a really creative offensive mind, and Jaden Deloria. I think he got knocked out of the game at Stanford. I was kind of watching a cut up of that, but I'm a big believer in Michael Penix. That is an explosive offense with three highly skilled, explosive receivers, Polk, McMillan, and Adunze. They're going to win the game. I think it's going to be a high scoring game where each team scores. I kind of think Arizona might do a backdoor cover with a garbage touchdown or two, by the way, that's on pack 12 network. So I don't think that's going to be a part of, Football Palooza, <laughs> unfortunately, doggone it. We'll have to figure out how to stream it. Yeah, that's um, the late game. All right, here's the game I think is going to be the game of the week. KU, Texas. KU beat Texas two years ago. Texas came back and trounced them last year without the quarterback. This year, KU looks like they've got uh, the, their, their, their pieces to the puzzle in. Uh, Sark's looking like they're ascending. Texas could be a, one of the top most complete teams in college football. I think Minus 16 and a half is much too much. I, I, unless they just are that good. I think KU's in this game till the end. With Jalen Daniels, they have a shot, but I actually think Texas is a legitimate elite playoff contender. I, Sarkeesian, to me, has built the team. I can't see Kansas sneaking up on Texas on their home field again like they did two years ago, which basically solidified Coach Leipold. They're gonna they're gonna be much too big and deep. They mm. are. And Quinn Ewers has solidified himself as an elite college quarterback. As much as I like Kansas and Coach Leipold and Jalen Daniels, uh, give me Texas in this number. I think they pull away late. Uh interesting. I, I, I got you on that. All right, real quick. I need to go to some NFL since I don't have you tomorrow. Um NFL picks, big games, baby. I still don't think this Saturday is better than last Saturday, though, JB. I, I got to disagree with you on that one. It's a good Saturday, though, but last week was incredible. Like, so, I mean, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> He's like, nah, it's all mid. I didn't see no incredible, but I saw Colorado get fucking shellacked. I saw Wazoo shellack Oregon State. Well, that was I, a good game. Hold on. That came down to the last minute, though, Coach. That, that right. was probably the best pure game of the day. UCLA. JB be trying to win arguments, you see. He's be out here throwing Notre Dame, Ohio State, went down to the wire. Controversy. Come on. It was some I thought good that was a good game. game. I, I kind of like that old defensive slugfest. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, Steve. Falcons, Jags. Big game for both. Jags coming off a loss. Jags are one and two right now. Falcons, two and one. Uh, it's in London. It's 6 30. Uh, uh, Steve, I need you here at 5 30 in the morning on Saturday, uh, Sunday yeah. um, to watch that. Um, 
can we stop with the overseas shit? Like, who's getting up? First of all, everybody out there, the common fan, is only worried about betting anyway. So the, all the betting apps have to be put in early. So now we have FanDuel, DraftKings, and everything, prize picks that we use. Bet online's got to be in it. But what is it? I think it's 6.30 Eastern on the West Coast kickoff. Uh, yeah, I mean, Jacksonville's been an early season disappointment. I don't have a feeling on this game. I The, the Falcons are really tough and good. They are. Uh, I don't believe Desmond Ritter is going to be the quarterback of the future. He's got a chance to either play his way in or out of that job this year. But there comes a point in time where the Jaguars, who I really like coming into the season, I, I mean, they're getting pretty much blown out at home by mediocre clubs. What I saw last week was really disappointing. I don't want to panic. It's a 17-game season, but this almost feels like a must-win for Jacksonville. So I don't, but I don't really have a feeling on any of these NFL games, to be honest with you. <laughs> all right, we're not going to go through them all, but give me a Dolphins-Bills deal. That's good. It looks like Buffalo's figured out some things right in the ship. Miami's scoring 70 on folks. Um, Buffalo minus two and a half, shocking to me. The game's at Buffalo, though, right? Yeah, yeah, Miami hasn't won there in nine tries. Oh, so, there you go. Um, and I don't think the weather's going to turn where it's a complete advantage for Buffalo. I know Miami is the flavor of the week, having scored 70. These things have a way of evening out. You know what? I'm going to roll the dice and have a little leap of faith in Josh Allen. Mm. He's going to re-solidify himself as a uh, elite quarterback. I think the, right. the Bills protect it's their home. The Tijuana Toilet Bowl, brought to you by Slapdick Whiskey. Uh, Broncos Bears, who wins that fucking shootout? The battle of the of the the bad. The battle. I would say the. I think the Broncos are better. By the way, this whole notion. By, by the way, I know this drives you nuts, Coach. This whole notion. Yeah, the Bears' offense is bad and everything, but you can't really put all the blame on. They're already started. Look. Justin Fields is very flawed. You've called him the best running back they have on the team, Coach. They need to just let him go back to playing scramble ball. Uh, these media members are so afraid to criticize Justin Fields because it's so – Justin Fields has been terrible. I've actually seen breakdown videos. The guy is gun-shy. He will not release the ball early. He's staring down receivers, and he's staring him down so much that when he makes these other reads, the reads are no longer there. So it is his fault, and he's actually missing open guys. So to you media members who are afraid to be criticized and don't want to be called racist, get out of the field then because you don't have enough balls to tell the truth. And I like Justin, but he's been bad. Really now, bad. with that said, I'll take the Broncos because I think Russell Wilson's actually playing pretty well this year. I do too. I agree. Yeah. Now, Coach, am I wrong on Justin Fields? He he is part of the problem. No, he's, he's bad. Yeah, a big part of the problem, Steve. He's, I just... <laughs> I saw a breakdown where a guy actually did the all 22. So this guy's breaking this down. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, why is no one out except you saying this? I mean, he is really missing open receivers. He's, he's like, he's hitching all the time. And I'm like, bro, you got the yips now. He does he have to watch him play. get so low. He's hitting Lyman in the back of the head. Um, it's crazy. Uh, Browns Ravens got to be a game to talk about. Ooh. Browns Ravens, intriguing one, two and one, both uh, undefeated at home. This game's in Cleveland. Um, uh oh, I like that defense. As, as Deshaun Watson's going to be up and down, but that Cleveland defense led by Miles Garrett is a monster. He had three and a half sacks last week, y'all. I mean, he literally is a game wrecker. And 
Coach JB, this is a game where Lamar is going to be under the gun because that's a really good defense on the road. And I've noticed something about the Ravens. They don't score a lot of points. For all the highlight plays that Lamar makes, I notice a lot of games going into the late third, early fourth, they have 10 points, 13 points. I know it's early, but I've noticed this trend from last year. Give me the Browns here. I think the Browns defend their home turf. Mm, I agree. The Chiefs-Jets, really not a game to talk about anymore. (laughs) That's Tyson Spinks. Yeah, I do have a question though. Is is this the last game that Zach Wilson will will play for the Jets? Well, I'm I'm assuming there's going to be some sort of riot or mutiny on the bounty. I I saw some report on Twitter that some some player threw a football at Coach Salad. It missed, and I said, "Oh, so that football player must have been Zach Wilson because obviously he's inaccurate." But I just I. I don't know. I mean, it was also good four weeks ago. You had A-Rod, and now you get – it is what it is. I just – things seems to things seem to be falling apart there. Um, but what's the line on that game? Has to be uh, like two touchdowns, doesn't it, at least? Nine and a half. Nine and a half. You know what? The Chiefs defense is also very good. And I get the sense with Zach being a turnover machine – The Jets' defense is very stout, but I've seen this happen, where one unit of the ball becomes so frustrated, they begin to give up subconsciously. And and there's a lot of, like, conflict in that locker room, side-eye being given. I like the Chiefs in that number. Because I don't think the Jets can score. I think Chris Jones is going to get about three-plus sacks. It's going to be a long day. Zach's probably going to get benched by the second half. Because then they pick up Trevor Simeon this week. Yeah. Yeah, he's on a practice squad. Is he on an active roster though? I don't know if they. He has to be active. He's on the right? roster now. They brought him over from someone else. He was somewhere else, I think. Um, I think Zach gonna be benched by halftime. It's hey, right. my boy Cisco, uh, Steve, you mad? He's gonna come Saturday. Um, he's a high school coach right now in LA. He was gonna call in real quick to break this, but he wanted me to share this. Um, so a school, Roosevelt High School, um, gave their players. The head coach gave their players up and downs. Good for them. They, Ended him. Oh God! You mean like like up downs like yeah down downs. one up downs the, the, yeah the down tough two. y'all from yeah up downs they spend the coach. Why though? I, I mean, I don't. Yeah. Have to be more context to that. There's no way it has to be something else. You know, Roosevelt is a school that's in, in East LA. They have that Garfield Roosevelt rivalry. Those are generally very tough, hard nosed, working class Mexican kids. I don't. I don't perceive that school to be a bunch of soft, soft, entitled suburban kids. And when you have those kids complaining, wow, we've lost our way. I expect better from kids that go to Roosevelt. <laughs> hey, that's the home of Jaime Escalante. Yeah, all I can say to that is, orale, orale. <laughs> Let's go. You're asked to call in. He'll be here Saturday to explain the whole story. Any other worries, Steve, before you get out of here? Raiders, Chargers, it seems like there's a whole... Here's the thing I don't like. Um, My message to Devontae Adams. We did call in. Okay, Devontae Adams, you wanted the money. You wanted out of Green Bay. You wanted away... I don't know if you wanted away from Aaron Rodgers, but you chose the money. You're getting paid a lot. I don't want to hear you complaining. Hey, 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 Steve, here's Cisco. Cisco's dropping news real quick before he has to go to class. Hey, hey Cisco, you got to go take the fucking SAT or what? 
Hey, way to cut off. Way to cut Steve off, bro. Right in the middle. Yeah. Of <laughs> Sorry, hey, Steve. Tell me the real. Steve got to know the context. Break the news. So look. So uh, as far as I know, and from the you know from talking to some people. Uh, don't get fired on my show either. Don't get fired to put out any information. I'm not worried about getting fired, man. I don't walk on eggshells for nobody. That's why I tell the kids. That's why I tell the parents. I tell everybody that. All right. I don't walk Pop on eggshells. Call it in, Cisco. <laughs> I say that day one. I don't walk on eggshells for nobody. You want to get me fired? Let's go in, but do it in my face. Don't go behind my back. On Twitter. You know? So no, on, on Twitter. <laughs> but uh, you know, so a kid, a coach just got uh is under investigation. Because one of his assistant coaches made a kid do up downs. So like that's you, it. That's it. Just up downs. As far as I know, that's the information I got. Did he Basically, do? Did he make him do a thousand up downs? I mean, I hell, that, I don't know the number. I don't. Know, but damn, dude, they used to make us do a thousand up downs. That's wild, man. Everybody, okay, every football player in the history of football. This is what the world's coming to. You can't even do up-downs. You know, I, I read Season on the Brink by John Feinstein about a year, the 1985-86 season of Bobby Knight at Indiana. And this is how it used to be. I'm not condoning it, but I found it funny. He would literally tell players, you know what? You're the biggest P in the world. You're such a big P. I'm wondering if you're even a guy. And he, and he would literally tell the guys right in front of him, you tell the assistant, hey, coach, Joby, if you ever recruit another guy like this, you're fucking fired, okay? And, like, he meant it, but in a nice way. Can we go back to that? Another great story. Bobby Knight didn't like the way they're practicing. So he has a team wait in the locker room. He goes to the restroom, and he brings out a used piece of toilet paper. And he goes, guys, I just want to tell you this. This is what you're playing like, and he dropped it. Now, the question is, who had to pick that up? What a job, huh? Picking up. Like use toilet paper from, but that's coaching. We need more of that. That's when America was a great country. Now we got. Well, that's why the kids are the way they are. Well, even that's now right. Mexican kids are complaining. This is this is not the Montebello East LA. I grew up <laughs> this is sad, man. Sad. Hey, hey, Cisco. If people sad. know, fuck me. If people, coach, you did you make kids do up downs, JB? Uh, I think so. You made them do jump squats. <laughs> Hands you down, hip downs, bro. What's the work? thing now? So. Are wind sprints now and gassers that's, now banned? Anything, anything you do that's considered you, you, that that says you're punishing the kid for something is called corporal punishment. Now, any physical activity, if you say go take two laps and the kid doesn't like it, he can go to his parents and say, you know what, I messed up on a play and they made me run two laps, and that's corporal punishment, and you can get in trouble for it. This is sad. Bro, how hey, when Mexicans are complaining about work, wow, what have we come to? So you got to get creative yeah. with why they're doing stuff. Like you got to really, like you got to get really creative. You got to make it seem like it's a game or something. Like, like you have a like, fun yo, with yo, it. You know what, man? We need a condition uh, because so <laughs> you can't even say because. You can't so even say so, why. You just got to say we got condition. You can't even say why. You're going to say, you just got to stop. Not even say, hey, man, you messed up the play for the 10th, you know, umpteenth time. You just got to say, all right, you know what? Now's a good time for conditioning. Well, so now you got to change the wordings. Hey, guys, I enjoyed your mistakes so much. I'm going to reward you with extra cardio. Can you do that? Exactly. You 100%. Go. This is sad. Let's play a game. Let's see how many up-downs you guys can do in one minute. Are you ready? No, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me tell you. Could there be more to the story? We never know. You know what I'm saying? We always get one side of the story. Could Some other stuff could have been said. Some, I mean, I know 
Cursing was involved. You know, a little bit of cursing, but God the coach forbid. doesn't curse. I mean, I know there's few coaches who, who, who you know live with that. That's their that's their like mod slogan. You know, don't curse. Don't. I mean, do I curse at the kids? Never curse at. You no, know what you should do then. So the kid that makes a mistake, here's what you got to do. Like, comes in late. This is a meeting. What you should do then is, guys, like, hey, guys, I'm gonna reward you with more running. But this guy here who was late, I'd place a chair down with the soda and give him a nice straw. And you know, and he's gonna be punished by making you by watching you. And then, then if it's a real team, they would just beat the hell out of this guy like uh, full metal. And it's hazing. Then you get fired for that too. Hazing. It's hazing. Yeah. I'll say this, Mike. Uh, Damn. One of my strength coaches. I ain't gonna say that. We know, but one of my strength coaches did something very similar, Steve, where a guy was messing up in classes and he was ineligible for like a, a part of the season and he made this guy he sit in a chair in the middle of the weight room just the yeah. entire time while all of us was working out and oh, it was yeah. so, it was so embarrassing to see this big ass dude just sitting here <laughs> I just FaceTime I get a FaceTime message yesterday from a good friend of mine coach Blazik he's the O-line coach at Vanderbilt he goes man JB where you at I go I'm at fucking this place called at home buying some shit for my house walking around he's like god damn it just just please rip this old lineman and they put this big op 68 kid on the fucking telephone and i just go off on him i'm like man what do you want to do Do you eat people for a living do you hey, eat him hey but who gets the first call when it's when the kid is screwing up on campus who gets the call the coach the coach and what do you do about it oh let me pull him to the side and give him therapy hey we're the only ones open 24 7 365 the, the counselor that there's probably a counselor in your next room over and she's gonna clock out at three o'clock no offense and go home and and you know drink coffee and when 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 sergio gets baby mama number two pregnant at three in the morning you gotta go do it they're sergio. not calling them you get those messages hey coach uh you got a minute they, they, they send you the text messages or, or hey, Instagram hey, coach, messages. Uh, I don't want to tell you, but uh, but Johnny's in jail. Like, who's getting that call? The principal? Fuck no. Anyway, guys, uh, I got to get out of here. But one last story. This is where Bobby and I could be positive. So there's one player named Daryl Thomas. Didn't really think he was all that tough. And he was calling him a P word all the time. So Daryl Thomas finally plays a good, tough game. And in the locker room, he goes, Thomas. I'm proud of you. You must have got your vaginal hole stitched up. Great job. See, Bobby Knight could be positive, too, though. People don't realize that. That's what made him general. Robert Montgomery Knight. But anyway, Coach, I'll see you Saturday. Darnell, I guess I'll see you next week. I, I uh, might have to. Okay. Hey, Cisco's coming Saturday, too. See, hey, so Cisco. Oh, good, good to meet you. I'll see you okay, on Saturday, we, brother. We, play, we playing Saturday? Yeah, we are. Oh, man. All in. Are you coming? Oh. <laughs> That's JB. Oh. JB's favorite words. All in. <laughs> hey, when you get uh, when you get done with this this coaching shit, hit me up. We'll go on tour, and uh, you know, let's do it. All right. I just got hit up to do a TV show, so I'll let you know about it. All right, I'll see you Saturday. All Last right. chance, you. Hey, um. <laughs> That's Cisco, a good friend of mine. He's a comedian, by the way. He's open for a lot of people. He's at the Laugh Factory. He's at. He's everywhere. He's been all over. He's he he does a lot of my. Uh, he brings a lot of great comedians from Netflix and like Fluffy and different people that he's close with. Brought them to my house to do uh, comedian events uh, at my house when I do my whiskey and cigar launches. So Cisco's helped us out a lot. He's a good dude, good coach. Coach is still in high school in the hood in L.A. And uh, he's been doing it a long time. 
He'll be here Saturday. Uh, Big Smitty, I get a phone call on FaceTime from a coach named Coach Blazek. He's the O-line coach at Vanderbilt. Known him a long time. He's a Kansas native. His dad's like one of the head of the referees in Kansas high school athletics. Yeah. Um, he wanted me to rip his O-lineman. And I said, dog, do you eat humans? And the kid's laughing. He's, he's a fan. He's like a big old huge 6'8 white kid. Yeah, and yeah. they're out in Nashville, Vanderbilt. Calls me out of nowhere. I'm walking in the store. And I go, I hope you understand. And he's smiling. I go, I didn't like my old line of smile, to be honest. And I'm just giving him this shit. And, yeah. like, it's to the point of what he just said, though. Like, the world's changed, dog. Like, this guy was on the phone, and the coach is trying to rip his ass. And he's like, like, I'm like, homie, you playing Vanderbilt. Like, you are in the SEC. We're in a bad place. Pick- he probably went taking y'all serious in the moment or something. I don't know. But it is crazy. That up-down story is is wild. I, I really, like, I can't wait to talk to Cisco Saturday, and I'm, I'm hoping he, he has more information at that point because I'm really invested. I need to know. There's no way in hell, JB, that coaches are getting in trouble for making somebody do up-downs. Why like, not, Big Smitty? How do you say like that? Last year, like, Inglewood High School scored 100 points on a team. They fired the coach, bruh. If what do you mean? The, if that's the case, man, then you might as well cancel the sport. You can't. What do you like, mean? They, the guys put 100 on somebody and they fired the guy that scored 100, not the guy that got 100 put on him. Let that sink in. That's bad. Big City, I know what's going to sink in. This piss hitting this porcelain. I got to go take a piss. I got to let my dogs out. I got to get me a coffee because we got 40 minutes of uh, unedited, unscripted, straight, unfiltered banter. I got to get into uh, some top five performances, some hell yeah, some hell nah, and uh, him versus him uh, on the other side of this commercial break. So please don't go nowhere. I don't even have – my videos aren't playing, dog. I don't know what's going on. Um, we'll figure it out, man. We need it. Ethan, where you at? Is Miss Lisa on here? Where's your son at, Lisa? We I need know. Ethan. Uh, but we'll be back in about 4.30. Peace. Has Nick Saban – is he is he drowning right now in the Deion Sanders new coaching era and generation? Is is Jimbo Fisher a Nick Saban disciple drowning right now? Are the old school cats that aren't trying to get on social media and be part of the trend? Are they drowning right now? Are you a little worried or not? Man, to me, I'm not more so worried about that. I'm just worried about what the other coaches are doing, like the discipline of the game for them, right? Like I always tell people, man, like when you're at practice, you put yourself in situational stuff. But I don't think these coaches get it yet. Like you got to put these kids in the right position. Like, JB, do you feel like uh, a Melrose is a pocket quarterback? Like you got to use his abilities like to his strengths. And I think the kid get in his head to where Oh, I want to be a pocket quarterback. I'm going to be a pocket quarterback. And I, and I feel like that was the same thing with Bryce Young when he first started out at Alabama to where he didn't realize, like, hey, bro, like, that's not you. You don't have to just stand in the box. Oh, you can't – you ain't got to – first of all, you're not as tall as everybody else. I'm talking about Bryce. I ain't talking about Jamie. He's a little yeah. bit taller than Bryce. Right. But, you know, I think people are trying to get accepted as a true quarterback and those days are over because you got to be an athlete nowadays. Like, name one quarterback right now in the league that cannot run a 4-6. 
Hard Let me ask you this: Is Milro is 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 that a saving thing? Because you know, you you think Alabama, you think you think Mac McElroy, uh, Mac Jones, you think the guy that's a pocket guy, and it ain't a white and black thing. But you think when you think pocket, let's just be real: you think white boy sitting in the mm-hmm. pocket, Tom Brady getting the ball out. You see, you think brother stereotypically because of the the what we've done in college and high school is. We've recruited the best athlete and put him at quarterback in college. And then what we can, what I argue is you, you don't teach him shit in college no more. You teach him how to be an athlete and go real fast. You run tempo. And then when you get to the NFL, you haven't really been taught fronts. Why would anybody right now that had the COVID years, right? Let's talk about When we talk about last year draft, like I was telling him, I was like, man, if I was, you know, one of these guys coming out right now, I I take that extra year because I'm going to make. So say if I got five years of making eight million dollars a year, you're going to make twice as much that you're going to make on your rookie deal. And I know some people are like, well, why don't you just go to league and get that rookie deal over it? Well, hell, you don't know if you're going to get past that rookie year. Like you don't know if you're going to make it to that second contract. So why would you want to rush it? If that's just like the basketball girl, like she said, I ain't in a rush to go to no damn league. I'm going to get paid. Two or three times. Well, that, that, times that's more. a little. That's a little different though. W, WNBA, they don't get paid shit. So she's literally making way more money. NFL, especially if you're a quarterback, you want to start. You want to start your clock now because you did you know that second deal gonna be gonna be crazy. I feel, I feel like as a quarterback, at least you damn near you damn near could be losing money in in, in a weird way from a longer term standpoint. The, the the longer you take to get to get into that league and get into the league, right? No, I, I, you know, I had to disagree. I, well, I had to be on both sides. I agree with you on that. But then my other side of me is just like, bro, like, nah, because she, you go to a team like what Tebow got put in the situation, right? He took Denver to the playoffs, beat the Steelers, blase, blase. Then the next year they trade him off and go get paid many. And it's never a, a Tebow story no more. Right. Right. And so with that, Tebow would have made maybe 50 million in college. Oh. Right. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like Tim Tebow got five years, right? In college with the COVID year. Think about that. And you give him that that changed the recruiting scene for Florida. That changes everything. So you gotta put money in Tim Tebow's pocket because he or Johnny Football, right? Right. You you get a guy like Johnny Football, bro, that's gonna bring and you got all money out there. Why would I go? And you just heard his story. Like she, he was saying that they was flat broke and he was just making up stuff. Right. <laughs> and so you think about stuff like that, bro. Like, or, or a guy like pro throw. Pro- All right. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Of course I'm first to the party. Of course I'm per- first. You always. ain't first. You ain't first. You just didn't bring me in. You just didn't bring me in. You ain't first. I already saw the thing. It was empty. Your seat was sitting there empty. <laughs> I came back here and you wasn't there. You was nowhere to be found. So I was looking for you. Turn the music on one time, JB. Do the music work? We ain't did that in all week. It's Thursday. Thirsty Thursday. Turn me up real quick before we get going on this back half of the show. Yeah. What's some of this? Let's go. JB show with Big Smitty where we do the most. <laughs> all the well, the world. You listen to the best show on the planet Earth. E-A-R-F, baby. Tap that like button, subscribe, become a member, so you can join the Discord. Blah, blah, blah. 
E R F. E A R F. Earth. E R F. Earth. Hey, man. Hey, the chat said breaking news. USFL and XFL officially merge. Yeah, I was going to break. I was going to show the banner. I was going to pull the banner up, but uh, I messed it up. My fault. It's too much. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to do it. That's all right, bro. That's all we need. Hey, that's why, you know, you old school cat. You know what I mean? That's all we need. Breaking our news. XFL, you. <laughs> uh, hey, I don't know how. I don't know how the merger works. I've been trying to find out, actually. I don't I don't understand how the merger is going to work. Yeah, I, I, I got to read into it myself. I haven't had a chance to really read into it. But um, at just face value, I think it's a good opportunity, a better opportunity for, for these leagues to be successful, um, bring, yeah, merging so, their fan bases. How many, how many eighth-string NFL guys do you want to watch play? Oh, JB, we both had – you, you had players. I had former teammates. There's some talent in, in those leagues as well. It's not like it's just a whole bunch there, of There is, but first of all, you know the talent's driven. The, the leagues are driven by quarterback play. Right. The quarterback play is horrible. <laughs> but you think a quarterback play is horrible in the NFL too, so it, okay. it, it shouldn't matter. It's, just, it's the same <laughs> league then, right? <laughs> you know the drop-off to the goddamn USFL is a fucking unbelievable joke. So, like, I, I just got to ask you, like, I've had this conversation with former NFL players and current ones. Like, dog, it's a real thing. How, who wants to watch guys that couldn't make a practice squad in the NFL play? And now we're going to take those guys and throw them into the guys that are also in another league of those guys. And now we have one league of those guys. <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing. It's like I'm all for guys keeping play. Don't get me wrong, but I gotta ask you. There's not that many good players, Smitty, out there. I'm just telling you, we don't have top notch players of in, in the millions. There's there's thousands at tops. They're in the NFL, and then from there is a huge drop off. Jamie, you played in arena football though, so like I, I would expect something it's, different it's from you. It's a, it's a much smaller space, so everyone is going to seemingly be faster. You're in a 28-yard wide field by 50. Think right. about it. You and right. I playing on that field, we look like fucking fast, too. I played it for two years. I, I Trust me, it's different. I played in Europe. I played in the NFL. Yeah. It's a, I played all the levels. Dog, there's, there's complete differences. I got to ask you, though. Take the USFNL, and I, I'm just trying to figure out, are they are – they, because I don't know anything, and I know we're just speculating. Is there going to be 40 or however many teams? Are there going to be 20 teams, or are there going to be 12, 15 teams now? Is it going to be just one league? Both teams are now in one league, and the players stay? Or are these players fighting to make one roster for, let's say, the D.C. team, or who I've had the head coach on the show, a good friend of mine? Like, are they all trying to make that roster in the in the USFL Teams are abolished. Do it, could you, like a, it could be like an AFC and an NFC. That's what I'm trying to I'm find out. Is it two? Are all the teams staying just going into one league? Or is it these teams trying to be on one team? So we don't know yet. I'm just trying to figure it out. That's That'll help me decide what how the how the league's going to go because I don't know. I guess I, I feel you not. I, I got to hear more information, but regardless, I think them coming together will be better than them being separate. 
regard again, I'm not saying millions of fans are going to be tuning in. We still have to see how that's going to work out, but you can't tell me that they're not going to be stronger together. So that's that's all I'm saying. So well, shout out to them. We shall see. Better yeah. either. Sometimes more is less. Mm, mm, that's true. That's true. That's hey, true. Uh, <laughs> real quick, Devontae Adams is talking about Aiden O'Connell, who we've given high praise to on this show. Yep. He said, I think he's opened up a lot of eyes since being here. Um, O'Connell could start over veteran Brian Hoyer while Jimmy G is concussed. You've been hollering him since the preseason. I've agreed with you because I watched him a lot in college because of uh, a guy from my high school in my neighborhood, David Bell, was the star receiver at Purdue. And those two connected a lot. So O'Connell has a big arm. Uh, he, he's experienced, can read the field. So, um, again, he's still a rookie. So I'm not expecting him to go out here and just light it up on, you know, light the field up on fire. But I am expecting to see some 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 good signs, though, man. This guy is a talented cat, and I think he has a chance to play a long time in the league. So hopefully he does get a chance to play. Hey, so Dr. Jesse Morris, who broke some kind of some fishy news on our show Tuesday. He's continuing to do so. He came on this show and said the Cooper Cup situation is very fishy to him, if you remember. Mm -hmm. He just posted a tweet. Um, he said, read the highlighted quotes below and tell me that this is a player they are confident he is going to return in seven days. There is nothing confident about these statements. Something fishy is going on with Cooper Cup. This isn't a standard hamstring injury. So in the highlighted areas that he's posted, he said, he's progressing. He's doing a good job, McVay said. But I don't want to pigeonhole myself. He's rumping up his workload. But when you're talking about returning to performance and returning to play, those are different things. So that's mm -hmm. open Dr. Morse's eyes. The second one is, I don't know when that's going to be for him. So Matthew Stafford also came out and sounded a, a little bit noncommittal about when Cooper may return, but the addition of Cups receiving and leadership would elevate the offense. But then Stafford goes on to say, I don't know when that's going to be for him. So hmm. he said on this show, why would you leave LA the number one medical state in America, basically, and where everyone comes to get surgical repairs of major catastrophic injuries. Aaron Rodgers is here right now, laid up, getting that done. Tom Brady comes here. Tiger Woods comes here. Why would you go to Minneapolis to see Eric with the ranch? Mm, Eric, did they come to see you, Derek, or what's going on? Why are they going up there and leaving L.A.? When Cooper Rush or Cooper Cup has a clearly the best medical team on the LA Rams, I'm confused. I agree with Dr. Morris, something's up, and I say it's the fucking weed in the Taco Bell. God damn it. I'm just kidding on this one, but uh, I think it's something else. Something else is lingering for real. Now, nah, it might be. Uh, I mean, it's a few things. I mean, this guy's been injury prone, especially last couple years. So, I mean, on one end, it could just be them being extra super duper safe because they don't want it to turn into something else, especially after missing pretty much all, all of last year. Uh, or it could be something a little deeper than the hamstring, or maybe it's not healing properly and they can't figure out why. So they're trying to get second set of eyes on it. So uh, it's a few, it's a few different factors here. You know, we can, all we can do is speculate until we get more information, but I feel like a hamstring usually doesn't last this long. I mean, he heard it in camp, right? It's been three games. I know hamstrings can linger. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, damn, I mean, uh, you're going to miss half the season over a hamstring? I don't know, man. So 
We shall see, but it's definitely interesting. Let me ask you a question for the chat out there, and I will bring in some callers today. Where has Nick Bosa been is kind of a theme, common question that's out there right now. And I want to, this is kind of my point to how we edit, clip, and cut what they call clickbait, how we show only what's important. You know, they they showed, uh, I think they showed the Bart Scott clip last week with Stephen A, and, and, and they, they cut it and clipped it out to make him look like a bad guy, saying basically that he was clowning Micah Parsons' teammate Diggs as an injury. And he was like, no, I was actually talking to Stephen A. You guys clipped the cutout. And, and, and Stephen A is known to always say the Cowboys will cowboy. Something will happen. That is all Bart Scott said. Bart Scott played in this game. He's not going to go after someone for getting injured. Like the, the, the rhetoric is unbelievable. Similar with the Nick Bosa. I want to ask you this. Here's the question. Nick Bosa, where you been? You're the highest paid defensive player in the NFL. You haven't done anything since you got your bag. Blah, blah, blah. Is that real? Or what do you think with him? Because I don't know. I think he's got one sack. Yeah. Um, in four games. Do you believe in that? Or do you want to know the facts of Nick Bosa so far this year? And here's the stats. And I'll give you this, and then you tell us what you think. Highest graded defender in the NFL. He's got a 93.9 PFF grade. I hate this fucking analytics. Tied with TJ Watt in the highest grade pass rusher on the edge. Second in quarterback hits, and he's third in pass rush win percentage. So he's the same old Nick Bosa, or is he not? Same old Nick Bosa. Everybody got to just stop. This is the problem when it comes to like, quote unquote, fanatics, because all they do is look at the stats and they don't understand the actual game of football. Me as a former defensive lineman, I understand that stats do not tell the full picture, especially at our position. I didn't always have the, the most amazing stat line, but if you watch the tape, I impacted the game tremendously. Uh, I might bull rush the center back, you know, and, and, and cause the running back to stop his feet. And now my defensive end can close down the line and make the play. So a lot of, it's a very much uh, a position where you have to watch the tape to truly see the impact. Nick Bosa is still getting off that line. He's still winning at, at a high rate. He's still uh, making that quarterback that he plays against very uncomfortable. Um, he, he's setting up his other defensive linemen for success because if Nick Bosa's coming on the outside and he and he's about to sack you and the quarterback has to step up to the other side, now Eric Armstead or or, or, or whoever, one of these other guys on the D-line can get the sack as well. So he's playing. He's still playing at a very high level. Don't let the stats fool you, JB. All right, this, that's, that's all it is. Hey, I got something else for you that, that's not getting any media attention. Everything's going to go straight to Prime and Dion, but they don't show this uh, happen yesterday. That is Blackburn, Smitty, the kid from Colorado State who hit Travis Hunter. Yeah. Uh, he came to campus, visited Travis Hunter. Um, not really getting any media attention. Hunter ha clearly has no ill will. Um, what, what do you, what's your take on that, that deal? I mean, it, it, it's as it's expected. In the football world, I mean, it wasn't that big of a deal. Like, again – Dirty or not, it wasn't like that. Like we've seen that's how I play thousands and thousands of times before, and we'll probably see it more time moving forward as well. It's football. It wasn't something like it's not like he stepped on him after he hit the ground and, and and gave him the people's elbow. He didn't do anything like dramatic like that. It was a football play. It was late. It was dirty. It was a rivalry game. We've all been there. We've all I've done extra stuff on the field in a heated battle in a rivalry big time game, whether it's high school or college. It's it's 
expected. I'm glad Travis Hunter did that. I'm glad they posted just because of all the threats that this young man is getting. He's getting death threats and all types of wild stuff online. So it, my reaction it is good for them, but it doesn't shock me. It doesn't surprise me. Travis Hunter posted a video like the day after he got, you know, hit and got hurt or whatever and said, hey, it's football. I ain't tripping. And uh, it just goes to show you, JB, a lot of times, man, like social media is it just it's fake and it's filled with like a lot of people who don't know what they're talking about. Um, but when you get a whole bunch of people who don't know what they're talking about and they come together and they and they continue to to, to put out fake news, so to speak, um you, you you get power and people start to believe you. You know what I'm saying? If you if you got numbers, there's power in numbers, even if the message that you're saying is wrong. And I think that's what it was. And a lot of people who don't know the football culture was speaking louder than the people who actually do know it. And that's what caused all this. But it doesn't, it doesn't shock me at all, man. Not at all. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, that's normal things. Nowadays, though, you don't know. The problem is we don't know if it's a clout chase, social media grab, attention grab, or is it something that, you know, we're serious about but I do want to ask you about Travis Hunter. Um, you know, I'm not even I'm the guy, the old man on the on the on the on the porch always talking about, you know, be focused, do this, do that, the video game shit. So he was playing video games while they were getting beaten at Oregon. I didn't even take it that serious because I'm like, well, if you don't travel with the team, then I don't know what you're supposed to do. I've never really been that big on like, what is he supposed to do? F focus on the game, watch the game. He was playing a video game. He wears weird shit. I guess he wears these outfits and shit. I don't know if you saw this. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen this, though. Um, is this alarming at all by Travis? Tell me I'm cute and I'll let you come. Hey, censor. <laughs> He's a young man. What you mean? <laughs> he liked the pose. Now, he got to be. Now, Travis, if you're watching this, you got to be careful because there's been a lot of big time celebrities and names and stuff like that over the last year or so that are forgetting that what you like on Twitter is public. I, my, I, even myself, I've had to go through my life to make sure I didn't ask anything like somebody's supposed to like. Remember, remember Travis. Don't do as I do. Do as I say. I used to tell my players every day. Your online persona is your resume. Right. It is what it is. Cause it's all screenshotted. I can screenshot that now. I'm going to send it to, fucking gms across the league like a bitch made move right like but i right. uh, that's what people do though that's they're they're bitches so right. um d jones funny he said <laughs> what the hell can he do if jb cool with it you know it's not a problem <laughs> right you know what i'm saying you know jb he gonna find a problem in, a, in a most situations so jb cool with it you know good and damn well it ain't no issue man when i was in college man like the you had the non-travel squad, the guys who were getting red-shirted who had to stay and do an extra hard-ass workout at the end of the week. And when we all left to go play, they would stay back. Man, I would come back. Man, they've been turning up, partying. Because, like, Saturday is a day off for them. Because they just they work out hard as fuck. I think Friday, they might do, a, like, a morning. They might do a morning workout Saturday. I'm not for sure. But because like, cause I didn't get red shirt, I played immediately. So I would come back, talk to my guys, and, and they would, you know, go through hell on that Friday. So Saturdays, like shit, I ain't playing, I ain't traveling. I'm about to go get on these girls and go turn up. So like, that's just to me, it's just regular football culture. I'm not expecting them to be locked in, just 
watching the game on ESPN three and just like, come on, bro. He's, he's 18, 19 year old dudes. This is a first time having true freedom. You got women left and right, and you a star on your football team. <laughs> our Kelly, our girl Kelly. Kelly said that's a real picture. Kelly, I gotta see if that's your real nah, picture. I don't, I don't know. This is uh, like it might be a dude trying to be act like a girl because I've seen a few comments earlier where it was just like real. Now she could be tomboy, which is cool. She on here. She likes sports, but I need Kelly to like call in real quick to like validate this because I don't know. It's not cool. He's gonna be a problem later. It's cute now. And she said it's cute. So that's a woman thing. That I is. It's yeah. We've had. We've had. She said look, it's a real picture. Look, yeah, man. Kelly, can you call in real quick? Like, literally one minute, just so we can see you, and we'll take you right back out. Because we, we, nah, we've been down this route before, Jamie. You remember earlier this year, we had, uh, who was like that light skin? What was her name? You you ended up dropping her off. What's her name? I forgot her name, but I remember, yeah, she was like, she was, look cute. Yeah. She was she, in for a while, and then she started trolling your ass. He was like, oh, yeah, okay. and then she was a man. Everybody called her out. They found her profile. You know, these motherfuckers will find your profile, like, real shit. They'll find mm -hmm. your real shit in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope it is a woman. Shoot, I said the other day, like, we need more women in here. Monica. Monica, yep. And, Shout and to Travis. Travis. For you to know, she called. he called him Manica because it was a man. For him to remember that name, Travis... I, you got some stalker in you, Travis. Motherfucker. Ooh, you got some stalker ooh. in your ass. <laughs> we, might be, we might be able to use him, though. We, we need to find some shit. Her whole goddamn day. <laughs> <laughs> he said her name was Monica White. She was born in uh, 1982. He's a Monica fucking White, Capricorn. She went over there. You take a left on Slauson, and she right there on the corner. Her <laughs> social's 489. <laughs> hey, drop the number, JB. Kelly going to call in. Drop the number. She said, drop the, she said, what's the number? Let's do it. Let's see if it's for real. Hey, it's just a link, Kelly. It ain't no phone number. It's just a link. Call in. It'll, it'll pop up like the guests do. Let's let's check it out. Have that same bubble gum for me because I want to pop it. Ooh. Hey, look, 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 look. It was 83, Smitty. Hey, Jamie, you know what's funny as hell what you just said, though? And this is some black people shit. The way you were just explaining where the house was at, that's so hard. Like, bro, where you stay at, bro, man? Take, man, take LaBrea all the way down. Make it right on Slauson. Uh, another left right there. You should see a liquor store in the church on the corner. Keep down about two more two more blocks right there on the corner, bro. Like, what? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about right now. <laughs> hey, there ain't no address. None of that shit. I used to tell <laughs> my folks, do you know the address? What if your ass get kidnapped, homie? You in the trunk and the motherfucker got a call and you're like, uh, my address is, uh, you go around the corner and it's under by the church. It's by the churches. It's by the churches. It's by the Popeyes. You know where that church is? You know where that church is over there on Slauson? You know, you know where Taco Mel is at? Go two blocks east. I'm like, east? I don't even know which side. I'm like, bro, y'all tripping, man. Hell Whoa. yeah. It, it, it's like, come on, man. Shit. Um, Shit. Kelly well, said, Ken, you were never funny. Um, we got beef in the chat, man. We got beef in the chat. I love it. I love beef. it. Well, we're going to see if she's going to call, she or he, or they're going to call in. Uh, hey, I but, got a new phone, by the way. So I saw on the Discord that there was there was a lot of talking going on, beefing over there. A lot of cats got after somebody in the chat on the Discord. I can't I can't get to it though because I got a new phone, and for some reason it's not giving me all the chats on the Discord. Mm. So I got to figure out how to get over there and ban people again and all that. Derek the Ranch, hopefully you can figure it out until I get over there. Uh, but we don't need all that in the Discord, man. Shit, cats is in there to chill, motherfucker. We got Discord drama. What kind of bullshit 
fucking young ass kids we dealing with. Man, all the hey. grown folks on the disc, all the grown folks in the Discord are like just there to chill. We always got some drama. It's fucking how old are we? Going to work stressed out. What's wrong with you, man? I was arguing in the damn Discord all night, man. I mean, no damn they just said breaking news. If you a bitch make cat the Discord, get your ass banned. <laughs> Gator Benz. <laughs> Somebody said Discord been crazy lately. I ain't been in Discord in like two months, y'all. I apologize. Life has been crazy. I've been super busy. But I'm going to jump in there today and tomorrow and just catch up, see what's going on. See, I don't know if I got the power to take people out and ban them or not. But if I can, I will. But I'm going to hop in that Discord uh, a little bit today, y'all. So if y'all want to talk to Big Smitty, ask me questions, ask me whatever, I'm going to be in there today, y'all. So to be, to be in a Discord, you got to be a member. So you're not a member, do that. Nice um, we got new membership tiers. So when you re-up, get the new tier because this tier will end up being gone. Um, I think it's $1.99. That tier is going up. I mean, hey, dog, inflation's real. <laughs> um, yeah. Hey, but in the meantime, man, can we do another segment, man? I've been trying to do this him versus him segment for like two weeks, and we haven't had a chance to get to it because our show has been loaded. I want to do a him versus him offensive line edition. Because, oh, you know, look, Jamie, old linemen don't never get the real love. You know, those are guys in the trenches who make or break a team, and they never get the love that, that they deserve. So can we do a him versus him, seven JB? Yeah, let's do it. Is this – this is your boy F.A., though, not – F.A.'s in the building. He called Emmy back to what's up, man? What's up? Hey, hey I you we, rock, the we rocking the same hoodie, so I had to pop in here. We rocking the same hoodie, so I had to pop in. LFTcolinbrand.com, y'all. This is my brother. This is my my co-founder. Hey, J- uh, JB, I got a, I got a question for you, JB. Yeah. The Lions, Lions, Packers tonight. Are the Lions a true Super Bowl contender this year? Mm. No. No. <laughs> no. Play, playoffs. Maybe. Um, they always end up lying in dog. I don't know if golf is the guy. I like golf in the in the regular season. He's like cousins, man. He don't have that it factor when it comes to big time uh, games and What's situations. It? Like he'll be great this season. He'll probably put up a gang of numbers. Their their OC is going to be a head coach next year. He'll be the new hot thing, uh, Ben Johnson. I don't know, man. I think that uh, he struggles, and I think something's going to happen on that on that defense that that's going to show up that they always do show up. Like last year, I was like, God damn, Detroit's bad on defense. They got better towards the end of the year. They've been decent this year so far. So hopefully he's figured it out. I love the staff there that MCDC's created, but sometimes the Lions just lying. That's what I'm worried about. I would love to see St. Brown, Compton native, uh, wide out, do his thing. He's one, I, th- I think he's a top five wide out of the league already, but I, I would love the Lions to do something, something different, but I don't know, man. They scare me in crunch time. Like I'll, I'll I think they win tonight. I think they do get it done tonight. But is that a playoff team in that division this year? They could easily be a playoff team with Chicago being as bad as they are. But uh, Jeff, not on Super Bowl though, right? Nah. So then, so then, so then, who's gonna win the NFC North then? Let me ask you this. I hope. I think they can now. Them and the Packers are gonna come down too. I think the Vikings are falling. I wouldn't be surprised if they do trade Cousins to New York before the season or before the bye week. I think my I think Minnesota knows they're missing some key elements, especially on defense in the run game. They don't even run the ball anyway. I I gotta ask you though, uh, who's Detroit beating in the playoffs? Seattle? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right, look, I just want to go through it. Seattle, 49ers. Nah. Eagles. Eagles. Eagles? No, shit, nah. 
Dallas. Cowboys. They, they, they might be able to get Dallas. They can't get Dallas because that defense is too good. That defense they is too might, old. They might be able to get Dallas. They might yeah. be able to. See, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just trying to play process of elimination, and I'm like, I, I don't even know. We'll see, see if they but, can beat Tampa twice, and then maybe a third time, because you know you might have to play a team a third time. Does Does true. Atlanta sneak in? Does uh, Tampa sneak? You know, I don't know. See, Pete, the, see, I, I'm I'm from Michigan, so I'm you know I'm speaking for all the Michigan people. We ain't worried about the NFC South. Ain't no, not worried about the NFC South. Baker, Baker's gonna Baker. <laughs> I mean, three. I love my my folks in Michigan, D, Detroit. Uh, man, I shit from Dearborn all the way. I just a drive. I just get in the car. I drive all the way. So I go from East Lansing to through Dearborn through Detroit, Cast Tech. Keep then I grab on on a, what highway is that? The fucking what goes to Toledo. 75, right? 75. 75. I jump into 75, hit Toledo, Akron. I'll hit Toledo. Then I, I would hit the whole state of, because uh, Toledo's like an hour from Detroit. I would just smash to the Toledo. Yeah, Ohio. And then I just hit the whole state of Ohio like in a day. And then I'd come back through, come back down. I'd go through like Cincinnati, going to Louisville, come through Louisville, go Indianapolis, come all the way back. To K- St. Louis, KC. I do that whole tour. Man, that's that. Mm-hmm. That's that. That's that JUCO grind. I, I respect that JUCO it. grind. I love it. Hey, but, JB. Hey. Uh, FA's big brother got a question for you, real quick. Antoine right. Bagwell. Antoine I Bagwell. Antoine Bagwell. Where do I know that name from? He said. So he played. He played. He went to East Lansing High School. He played. He went to Cal PA D two school. Then yep. I think. He he had a cup of coffee with St. Louis. He played mm. for St. Louis for a little bit, I think. Man, I, I remember it, that it, it was back in the early 2000s. I had a lot of I had a lot of Detroit kids on, at Garden City. I had a lot of Detroit kids at Indy. At, at Indy. Um, you know, I, I was the one that went and got uh, Jairu Campbell. So, you know, that was my kid. Oh, yeah. So I did a lot. A lot that. Of that. Yeah, he did. A, I think he's in jail again. I got to I got to find out. I just texted him a, a couple of days ago. Uh, yeah. great dude though man I got it. I got him off probation I got him off parole uh, I did a lot for that kid man he ended up being the D2 I think he won the D2 Heisman yeah uh, Ferris State the Har- yeah Ferris he won the, he- the D2 Heisman the Harlan Hill great kid man in person like I'm telling you I used to have sit down I would sit down with the kid all the time I mean this is a kid I personally recruited I show up to his house to recruit real story I show up to his house to recruit and I pull up and his his daddy like six seven, his bro, his uncle like six seven, his whole family like six 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 seven six eight, and they back there blowing playing dominoes. And I roll up, only white boy. I pull up, J. Ru like coach, what up? Like come back there, his dad. I meet his dad. Shit, you know everybody's chilling. And I'm looking and I'm like, damn, I fucking look familiar. And uh, it's fucking Chris Weber is playing po- is playing dominoes with these motherfuckers in their backyard, like. Jay Rue's daddy and Chris Weber, they grew up together. They all real super tight, like boy boys. And I, um, who else was there? The other other cat was there too. Uh, King. Mm. Ray King. Is it Ray oh, King? Yeah. That was on that, that was on that Fab Five team. Yeah, he was there too. I'm like, damn, the fucking two of the Fab Five is at this motherfucker. They playing dominoes, cats is out there drinking, chilling. And there was some, <laughs> they had a gang of cats there. I was like, God damn. So 
I, that was my element, though. And I think Real recognized Real. They knew right away. They're like, oh, this motherfucker white boy ain't no regular. I came in chilling, talking it up. And, hey, I got that kid over everybody in the country. They all wanted him, dog. He was he was going to Michigan hey, State. Yeah, so for, for some reason, I feel like I feel like Detroit, Detroit people and and Cali people they 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 mesh well they 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 blend well. They do. You're right. Because everybody I know from Detroit and I know me, we we real tight. Like I got I got. Yeah. It home. I don't know what it is, but it's like yeah. <laughs> Even the music to certain to some extent, certain beats and stuff, you know, has some little similarities in sound sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's maybe funny, Eminem man. tied it together. I don't know. Epe, <laughs> who y'all got tomorrow, bro? Before you hop off. Uh, we play, uh, oh yeah, yeah. We play a small, play a small school, uh, but the Northern, Northern part of the state called Claire They're by Mount Pleasant up there by central Michigan. Okay. Um, you know, we, Hey, we, we rebuilding, man. We, we own five, but kids are, are learning how to learning left and right, learn how to tie shoes, learn how to do it. <laughs> but Hey, our seventh and eighth grade team balling though, beating people by 50. So hey, I mean, that, I mean the future is bright, brother. Keep yeah. on building, doing what you're doing, and teaching the kids the right thing, man. I, I know hey, you're doing uh, a great Brian job. Case has been a member forever, a couple years now. He live, he's in Grand Rapids. He up there. He he, a Michigan guy. Rapids six six one six. Yeah, yes, he a huge Michigan. He's a huge Wolverine. He he be going at Zach head. He be anytime you talk about Michigan, he he, he go he go ham. He I, go hot in the paint. I got, I got somebody for you for you guys to so watch out for, Andrell Anthony. Wide receiver, Oklahoma. I told JB. I, that's that's my guy. You know, I, I trained him from, from the ground up. He's out there balling. He was at Michigan, wasn't getting the opportunities that he should have because they're, you know, they they like to pound the ball, like to run it. Now Harbaugh is. Goes to Oklahoma. He's one of the, you know, top receivers in the Big 12. Doing his thing, man. Why about six one, six two, hundred and ninety pounds, runs about a four four. Hey, he's he's gonna be next up. You know, hopefully he stay healthy, but he's he's gonna be next up. Just just watch out. I know Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Texas coming up. Hopefully they don't lay an egg against Iowa State. JB's not big on Oklahoma. I try I try to tell him, watch out though. Hey, <laughs> I, Cause they ain't play ain't played nobody since he was a since he was a little bit of a test for him, but you know, uh, the, the Oklahoma Texas is gonna be big because Texas. I think Texas is the real deal this year. Yes, so, and yeah, we're gonna we'll see. see. It's gonna be interesting to say the least. We'll see. I don't know. Um, yep. They're saying your boy can't catch in the chat. Oh man, that, see, that's just that's just <laughs> Michigan fans that that's just Michigan fans that that like to Salty. hate. They yeah, they, they see. They just hating. They yep. just. Hating. He, he, he catching everything at Oklahoma. The football ain't changed the size or shape. Yeah. It's the same damn football. Yeah. Now, it's definitely a Michigan fan because right after he said that, he said go blue. So, <laughs> <laughs> And he had he had one big drop. And I he had one big drop. I cussed his ass out after, you know. He had one big drop against Illinois in the yep. end zone that he usually catches. And as soon as that happened, all the Michigan fans said he, he couldn't catch. And these are the fans that when he went off for 150 on Michigan State as a true freshman in his first ever start, they were all saying he was the greatest receiver. He, you know, he was wearing number one. He was the next Braylon Edwards and all that. Not see now they now they just hating on him. They better wish that man success. Yes, sir. No yes, doubt. Sir. Hey, I appreciate you calling, dog. You have to do it yes, more sir. often. 
Hey, yeah, hey, I appreciate y'all. Much respect. Hey, it's the best. It's the best show out. Y'all gonna blow up, man. Keep doing y'all thing, and ch check out the clothing line, man. Much love. Hey, no doubt. Yes, sir. Make appreciate sure. it, my brother. I'm gonna holler at you, FA. All right, man. Appreciate All right, it, brother. All right, peace. Um, and you see, Shorty never called in, man. So I don't know. I'm I just saying. Female, I just saw a new female. Who? Brittany Marvin. Hold on, I think Brittany might be real. It's like a real picture. Smile. She's she from down south. Got the hook'em horn. She can make a hell of a pie. Oh my god, she can put she put her foot in the pie right now. I'm great with desserts. I'm telling you right now, Brittany Marvin. I, I think Brittany kind of lacks in the kitchen. I think Brittany's younger. She don't want to cook. She order Uber Eats. She don't really know how to bake shit yet. She ain't that age yet. She is young, but her mom taught her mom and her grandmother. Thank you so much for you. Taught her how to make desserts. So she doesn't. She doesn't like to do it, but she knows how to do it at a high level. I don't know. Though. I think we missed a generation. I don't think they teach that no more, dog. I think they. I think Britney's on the cell phone, like looking it up, like the, you know, looking at Gordon Ramsay and shit. I don't think she really got hands-on experience in the kitchen. I don't think so. And I got now. Go ahead. Britney said, "What up, Coach JB? What up, Britney?" Much love, Brittany. Uh, I'm BM. Y'all sound thirsty. What you sound like? Got on fish? We ain't. We ain't thirsty. We talking to all. We talk to the people. Roast his ass real quick. What does this dude look like right here? He been oh, this for a long time. Discord. Oh, he got banned. Yeah, got got him go fishing. He, I guess he said something he stands on about Matt. I guess the Discord and him got into it. I haven't been privy. I haven't been in there. I got a new phone. And then he wanted to come on, and I saw somebody sent me. Apparently, he said something about, you better have me on. And I think the chat went after him and was like, man, why don't you have some respect and ask to come on instead of demand you come on. And then he came after somebody, called him something, and then I think he got banned. And uh, and I think he's got, like, some bits in him. Mm, like, oh, a sprinkle, like a sprinkle of it? I'm going to ban him, too. <laughs> hey, uh, Matt Cat, Matt Cat, Twitter. Don't cut, JB. He what got up, the what up, what up? Baby, say up, hi. Man? Say what up, JB. Where you headed? Where you headed? Hey. What y'all got going on this morning, man? Man, we just talking about everything, man. Football, NFL, season <laughs> college football. You know, I'm going to be at JB House this Saturday. He fixing some wings, some barbecue uh, meatballs, some pork. We'll see. We'll see if he shows up. Smitty, you ain't got a live on, on, on the live, bro. It's all right. I'm going to do a video with JB like this. <laughs> gonna be holding hands I'm going to do a video of food in the whole chat and Discord, and I'm over there. Like Anyways, I just wanted to call in. Uh, I got to figure out how to get in the Discord, bro. I just, I just, I'm, I'm a top-tier member. I never even knew there was a Discord. Ooh, JB. Yeah, Discord. You just got to download Discord app and then add Slap Nation. I mean, I got that. I got to find – I just got to get in the server. But uh, anyway – I'm looking forward to Monday night. My Seahawks are about to be three and one going into the bye week. Just wanted to call in and say 12's up, baby. That's all. That's we right. out here. In, we out here. We out here in Spokane, Washington, home of the Gonzaga Bulldogs. So you okay. know, I gotta, Gonzaga. Gotta, hey, gotta gotta stay close to home with with the Seahawks, man. Hey, the best small school that'll always get to the finals but never win and one. Luke, hey, I don't want to hear none of that, bro. Shout out to Adam Morrison. Shout out to Adam Morrison. You're hey, you know, I went to the same high school as Adam Morrison. Uh, he's much older than me, obviously, but he came back uh, after he got out of the league and was our assistant coach for like two or three years. So I'm pretty close with him. He's good people. 
Small world. Cool and he gets a lot. He gets a lot of flack, but Kobe, Kobe always had his back and said he was the hardest working motherfucker in the gym every day, besides him, obviously. But hey, I me- hey, I remember they almost beat our Bruins, and our Bruins had to beat that ass one year. Hey, hey, what? Ha- hey, but what happened? Let, let's talk about now. Now, JB, let's talk about the present. We got y'all's number now. Hey, we got y'all's number hey, now. Buzzer beater. You guys hey, we was still a mid major then. We big time, baby. Hey, you hit that buzzer beater, broke my soul. And oh, left. Zach Norbert. I mean, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Jalen Suggs. Yes, sir. Anyways, y'all, y'all have a good day. Yeah. I know y'all about to get off of here. I just wanted to call uh, in and say right, what's good. I got to get, I gotta get me one of them Chiefs Queendom shirts, though, bro. That's what I need. It's on the website. You do a Chiefs Queendom shirt, get you an LFT hoodie. Oh, it's on the website? Yeah, it's on the website. Oh, I thought he was. I thought he was giving them away as like uh for people who call in and shit. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go cop one then. Bet. I bet. Appreciate All you, right, back, y'all, y'all man. Have a good one. All right, too, man. Brother. Bye, bye. His daughter in the uh, back seat. Shout out to Max, man. He a good dude. He, he always calls in, brings good energy, and shows love. So appreciate that. Somebody said a weird comment. I think, and that's why she's not calling in. I did see the comment. I was trying to ignore it, Kelly. Like you know, so I, what I, happened? What did he say? I didn't see it. I think somebody says something along the lines of like, hurry up, Kelly, and call, you know, uh my 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 lotion is something about my lotion is getting dry or something weird. Basically. Kelly, who was it? Who was it though? It was so quick. I'm about to scroll up. I'm trying to scroll up and look real quick. I seen it Kelly, real quick. Kelly, don't let that discourage you. Who cares? They're a troll. There are some yeah. grown ass old man jacking off. Hey, you should feel honored. Shit, fuck them. <laughs> We just wanted to meet you, Kelly. But hey, if you're not comfortable, we can't force it. You know what I'm saying? But look, we got some new ladies in the chat. I haven't seen Chris in here in three weeks. I don't know what happened to Chris. She in the Discord, though. She ain't watching the show, though. She ain't watching the show. So I don't know. So I got a few words for Chris. I did see Lucy Loose, the loyal Lucy, my homegirl. She always say, love you, Smitty. It's all love to Lucy, man. And uh, I love the whole entire chat, man. Jake Harmon, coach. When the short sleeve hoodie's going to be back in stock on the site, appreciate y'all. I got to get the short sleeve hoodies back. Uh, Eric with the wrench. We got to see if we can get those back. Um, we have, we sold a few, we sold a few kingdom shirts. Um, so we'll see. We're going to put that right back in. Um, Gabriel, you can't call in because you're not a member. <laughs> That's how you can't call in. <laughs> hey, hey, y'all, be real before we jump off. JB, where did you get that laugh from? I've always had it. Ah, this, uh, <laughs> what do you mean? You got your laugh from me. Hell no. Everybody know the Smitty. I've been doing the Smitty laugh for decades. For decades. Like, everybody know my laugh is phenomenal. Impeccable. I got so many. I got, like, three laughs. All on oh, funny. No. Pound that like button, man. Love you too, Lucy, man. Pull up this side. I'm going to be at JB House turning up. JB, we should end the show with the music. I love that West Coast. That'd be a good way to just end the show. This is all some good energy, y'all. Thirsty Thursdays, Trent Rich Thursdays. We're going to be the mall for Fridays. Hey, everybody, go retweet our live tweets. We be banging Ooh. live tweets are out there. We got literally Felipe in the back room dropping 30, 40 clips of a show. Uh, T. Rich, Matt, there's Steve Kim clips. Go retweet them. Get that shit going viral every morning right here on the Greatest show on planet Earth. Earth. I just dropped the Twitter link right there in the comments. So there's no excuse, baby. Just produce. Shout out to the Drew League. Hit that button. Like, subscribe. We're going to be back tomorrow at the end of the week on a high note. We're going to make our NFL picks. Let's get it.
that mug. I got, I got the football mug. It ain't better than mine. Hey, D, hey. D-Jones, ain't no walking here, homie. It's only B-stalking. Yeah, you might not know nothing about that. Uh, right. Ain't no sea stalking. This is beast. We we bee stalk, not sea walk. <laughs> hey man, I got people on both sides. I got a crip homie that's my brother, so I don't know what I, I'm gonna stay out of it. I got people on both sides on everything. Uh, I know sixties. I know everybody. Hey, there's only one side, <laughs> and that ain't to be a sidewalker. Anyway, peace. Missing, we switched it and filled the gap. Smitty and Jason Brown, we killed it, yeah, it's a wrap. We won the games we missing, we switched it and filled the gap. You are now tuning out to the Coach JB.